Hi, hello, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Today we're going to talk to some real people about some real things, living real lives, doing real stuff. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied by the Prince of Partying, party boy Pete McCormick. Our special guest today is the incredible Brianna Hitchens. Party boy Pete, how you feeling, my man? I'm feeling pretty good, Matthew. I'm excited about this one. Me too, my man. Me too. Hopefully we're going to break into a new demographic with this guest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So for all those listening, you can find all our stuff on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can join us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast and hang out with us on the Twitter and the Tiki Talk at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com. All right. Let's get this thing started. It's our objective. To be effective by voice in societies, working perspective, exploring your day and how you get paid, launching a new episode every Tuesday. Your day can transform while we inform with new episodes available on every platform. So check out. All right, Party Boy Pete, let's What's chat. going on, buddy? So, as you know, uh, Captain Jerkbeard, a.k.a. Tom Lavelle, did you know that I found out that uh, people listened to the show, maybe they were like first-time listeners, and heard us talking about Asshole, a.k.a. Captain Jerkbeard, a.k.a. the Jerkbeard McGee, a.k.a. the Big Schlep, right? And they didn't know that that, same, that person was all one person, Tom Lavelle, right? Oh, it's, it's a lot of asshole to fit into one person, Matt. Right. Right. Understandably so, you know? <laughs> so for all those listening, yeah, asshole, a.k.a. Tom Lavelle, had challenged me to a game of Mario Kart so I can win back the rights to my show that he stole out from underneath me due to some hijinks with the former co-host of the show, Shake, right? Yeah. Uh, Matt, Snake. Snake. Yep, oh, you're right. Sorry. Snake. Yep. So uh, like I said, he has the rights to the show. I have a chance to win back the rights to the show via game of Mario Kart. That game will be held at Graham's Pub on October 2nd. We'll be doing a lead-up show before that, so be ready. Be prepared to see that stuff. But like we said, October 2nd, Graham's Pub is going to go down. I'm going to win the rights back to my show, and there's nothing he can goddamn do about it because I'm the best at Mario Kart. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Matt, it's like stealing candy from a baby that has a jerk beard. <laughs> baby jerk beard. That's it. <laughs> All right. So let's get to starting about today. So our guest today, I'm not going to lie. I was so excited when we booked this guest. All right. So Pete, you're, you're from a big family. I'm from a big family, right? Yep, so yep. when you're in a big family, you get like cousins of all different ages that pop in at like different times and stuff like that. Yeah, you had that aunt that's like two years older than you, and then the cousin that's like fourteen years younger than you. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're you're exactly right. So this is kind of a similar situation, right? So like, you know, I have a bunch of cousins that are like fifteen, ten years older than me, right? Because yep, my yep. mom was the youngest of six, 
And then oh, my geez. dad was like, yeah. And my dad was like the, he was the middle of 10, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. So like, <laughs> I have like cousins that are like 15, 20 years older than me, but then I have other cousins that are like, you know, 10, 12 years younger than me. Right. Yeah. So, but there is like, there are those little cousins that are like little pains in the ass that you're like these little shits. Right. <laughs> but then I feel like every family has like the family, like the darling right oh yeah so, you had the, like, the sweethearts ex exactly right so like i feel like can every i have a cookie please of course you can have a cookie yeah they you get can, whatever, you, can have they whatever want. you want yeah they turn <laughs> on the charm they turn on the charm they flash a smile everyone crumbles they get whatever they ask for everybody loves them they're all so sweet everyone thinks they're the best right <laughs> i'd like to say that this was brianna and it was so <laughs> no she she absolutely was she was the the star of the show wherever she went everyone just thought she was the most adorable little thing she's i think she's 13 years younger than me right so okay. like like she but she has like a couple older brothers too that we won't say their names but like we you know when we would have like parties and stuff like we would all hang out and have fun uh shout out to her one brother actually peed on me accidentally so we ah. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> it should have been standing there. Well, it was so it was like this, right? <laughs> so like they were like we were older than them, but they were like you know our cool little buddies, you know. So I oh, we so at, he was a child. It wasn't like he was just an adult and walked over <laughs> and peed on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he didn't. He wasn't like screw this guy, get back. You know, <laughs> he was. It was so you look we were, cold yeah we were at uh we were at like uh like a barbecue right and like when i would get there like they would be like oh man oh you know and, like i'd be like oh hey guys you know and like we'd play around and stuff and then i picked him up and i put him on my shoulders and i was like walking around with him on my shoulders right <laughs> and then i do remember this distinctly he did say he's like oh i gotta pee and i was like <laughs> okay i mean i didn't even think like maybe i should put him down and then like two <laughs> minutes later peed all over me and I was like, all right, that's fun. Well, I like fun. how he didn't want to be pushy. He's like, look, you know, I told him once, but he's, he's a busy man. He's got things to do, you know. Right, if he wants right. me to go up here, I'll go up here. Yeah, he's got a plan, and I'm going to adhere to that. I have more pants at home. Yeah, and we were at his house, so he lucked out. <laughs> but either way, um, but Brianna, let's get back to why we're really here. Brianna has always been, like, she's, I'll tell you this, she's one of my mom's favorite, if not my mom's favorite. Oh, the everyone milk. Is, everyone is always, like, you know, touted on her, thought she was the cutest, you know, thinking, you know, seeing her in her little knickknacks and all these things. Brianna, come over here and let me look at that dress. Yeah, like, let me squeeze those little cheeks, your little cheeks. Oh, my God, you're so adorable. Yeah, that was her. That was her life for a long time, poor thing. I'll tell you this, when I was a little kid, got the opposite of that. I actually, <laughs> I had, one time we were at a barbecue, and I had, and this happened twice, I had had my older cousin pay me to leave him alone, right? <laughs> and then I had another uncle pay me to leave him alone. And I was like, all right, yeah. Got it. And then the uncle peed on you instead of the other <laughs> way around. He's like, you know what? He did leave me alone. This is ridiculous. He's like, look, I'm taking my money back and I'm peeing on you. And that's how it goes. All right. No, this is, yeah. No, I'll tell you this. They are, uh, they're, uh, uh, I'll say my, uh, I, I don't know. They're ruthless, my aunts and uncles. I remember, so this was after my first confirmation, right? Yeah. I know we're bird walking a little bit. But after your first confirmation, 
this guy was flush. All right. I'm telling uh, you, I was the confirmation. Yeah, the guy that always had the you wanted you didn't know if you liked him, but you wanted that guy at your graduation party because you knew oh. the check was gonna be there. Oh yeah, buddy. Oh yeah. Confirmation time was big money. That's a big money, yeah. big money thing. So but this is all right. So we're there, right? And like I'd had my confirmation, I'd had this money like saved up, and then months later we had like a big barbecue at our house, and we would always like play cards and things like that and gamble. So like my aunts and uncles, like I was probably like I was like eleven or twelve at the time. So Brianna was one, right? Ah. So she has no recollection. <laughs> but either way, so I'm like eleven or twelve, and all my aunts and uncles, they're like you know in their forties and fifties and whatever, and they're all playing poker and cards, and they're playing for money and stuff like that, right? And I was telling my mom like, Mom, I know how to play. Like, let me play. I want to play. And she's like, No, no, you idiot. They're ruthless. They don't care. <laughs> And I'm like, no, I can win. I'm really good. I'm really good. I play all the time. She's like, who do you play with? You're 11, right? <laughs> like, wait, you go into the casino? And I'm like, all right. But either way, I was like, I, could, I wouldn't leave her alone. She's like, fine. But if you lose all your money, you're not getting it back. I was like, I'm not going to lose any money. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to double this. I'm going to buy a new bike. This is going to be the best, <laughs> right? I sit down at that table and legit, I remember. I go fish. Up- I Well, no, like I knew like I knew how to play like. You, you know, knew the rules. Yeah. yeah, I knew some of them. Right. More. But I bet like I bet the max bet every time. And I was like staying <laughs> in on hands that I had no idea like and they like dude, I probably had like $150. They took every penny of it and laughed at me the whole time. And my and I left and I'm like, Mom, like I just lost everything. She's like, Yeah, well, you're an idiot and you're not getting it back. And I was like, Matt, what? when you joined the team, did they double the blinds right away? Oh yeah. Oh dude. Right and, and I will say this, and I even noticed this as a young kid, it was all of them against me. Right. And yeah. I was 11 and I'm like, <laughs> what is this guys? You know, I just wanted to buy some soda and you guys are coming at me. So either Happen way, the other guy and like, like, Hey, I stole that queen. There's no way he's getting a flush. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you this, this would never happen to Brianna. All right. Because everybody loved her. So I do want to bring her in. She has been, I can't tell you how proud I am of her. She's got a, uh, you know, a story of battling back, fighting back from the edge, coming, uh, overcoming adversity, becoming an entrepreneur she's a young woman and a young entrepreneur and a role model for kids her age and i would say very respectable and holds herself in a very high esteem and i'm very happy that she agreed to be on the show and i think you know i'm hoping that you know she likes the show even though we're a couple of older stunads so i know she's doing great and everything's fine uh brianna i just would like to ask before we get started have you seen the movie bohemian rhapsody and if yes what do you think of that piece of shit movie I do not see it. (laughs) (laughs) Even the young kids hate that movie, Pete. All right. Well, Brianna is our first Zoomer, I believe, right? You're the first member of the Zoomer generation to be on our podcast. That's true. This is this is a historic moment for the Working Perspectives Podcast. For we have two shows. We have the Working Perspectives Podcast that airs on Tuesdays on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. And then we have our sister show, The Weekend Poppin', which airs on Fridays. On all pack on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast, but on the pop, so Brianna, a, 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 just a, a real quick uh, on topic. Have you seen the movie Wayne's World? I did, but so long ago. Yeah, see, she that, she, that no connection to Queen, no connection you, at but all. But you know the band Queen? Yeah, yes? yeah, no, of right. course. So you know yeah. the song Bohemian Rhapsody, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, when it comes on, everyone gets so excited. I'm, I was a bartender for a long is, time. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know the hits. Of, that one is a bar hit. That one, yes. like, 
those are one of the ones i love that song but like okay like don't stop believing by journey if i have to hear yeah. that song like five more times i might just shoot myself you know <laughs> as but, long as it's not sweet caroline that's the one that gets oh, me going <laughs> i hate that god that's the worst that one's the worst i remember remember chicken fried the song chicken fried that one was like would make i don't even know it's like it was uh the country song is like you know i want my chicken fried Go beer on a Friday I, night. I happen to love that song. Yeah, good <laughs> song. But when you hear it like six times a night, it, it gets to you. It gets you after a while. But <laughs> but like Pete was saying, you are the first ever videoed guest on the Working for Sexist podcast airing on Tuesdays on all podcast platforms and YouTube. So yeah, so very nice. So people get to oh, see man, I, I was saying she was the first member of the Zoomer generation. Below us, after millennials, it's after the DuckTales generation, it's the Zoomers. Oh, so I completely fucking whiffed on that. <laughs> hey, you know, it's I, both. Both things can be true. Yeah. I think I'm in between, like, some people, like, I'm 1996, so I so feel like people consider me in two different ones, depending on who yeah, I ask. You're the oldest of the Zoomers, so so normally a millennial is, like, 80 to 95, and then Zoomers, like, 95, 96 and beyond. So, like, yeah, you're on the cusp, but uh, yeah. you grew up without knowing, you only know the internet. Like, you, you didn't know a world where the internet wasn't in your house. Is that true? Well... Well, I remember when it first came out and like you would, it would like go to down like you like <laughs> wait, you wait forever to just get on AIM. So like I'm AIM came out when I was like 11. So yeah. AIM. What was your AOL Instant Messenger screen name? Do you remember? Uh, it changed with my whatever new boyfriend I was dating that time, which like Whoa. Brianna, and then I'd put their initials. Ah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> all right well i mean man hopefully those all those guys are dead so <laughs> just kidding um but yeah so aol dude i'll tell you this when you're when we when you're doing dial-up right and you're on instant messenger and you're on dial-up and someone calls the house phone how much did you want to kill that person all the time or it would be reversed like i would have my friends calling me and my brother would be on the internet and he'd freak out on me it was just, it was a constant thing yeah 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 that's why i wasn't allowed to have a cell phone, or I, not that i wasn't allowed i just didn't get a cell phone until i was 24 and i was like the last person in existence that didn't have one yeah really <laughs> <laughs> man house phones can you imagine right do you remember i remember we had like one that like when we went cordless and then we got the caller id i was like dude we're like the fucking we're like the freaking jetsons here you know like dude, i remember my dad refused to go cordless for a while because he was like well what happens when the power goes out like and, and the, the cordless phone dies i'm like how long do you think the power is going to be out like <laughs> we live you know like in the philadelphia suburbs like we can yeah. see our neighbor like what what is yeah. yeah 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 and it has yeah yeah i mean you know old people what are you gonna do <laughs> <laughs> right so okay so brianna how are you thanks for coming on how are things i really can't complain i'm living my best life out here man must be nice yeah living <laughs> your best life at 24 pete do you even remember what 24 was like i do yeah. remember what 24 well there was a lot of blacking out so not all of it but uh enough yeah. of it <laughs> a lot of stuff i was fighting full time when we were 24 you remember that my god oh yeah, god, yeah. that was so long ago feel like an ancient dinosaur man to be 24 could you imagine i wouldn't change anything though like we did a lot oh, no. of dumb shit right when I, mean, I wouldn't change any of it so how but okay so i feel though now like okay back when we were 24 12 years ago uh like getting <laughs> getting partying and like being stupid and like all that stuff i feel like that was like kind of the thing to do 
But now what you're doing, Brianna, being like an entrepreneur and a businesswoman and owning your own business and running your shit on social media and like being a boss, I feel like that's more the thing to do than like, you know, being a, a wasteoid all the time. Would you agree with that assessment? I think it really depends on uh, the person. I think that I've always been like way mature beyond my age. Um, so I, I've always had a lot of goals and really nothing was going to stop me, especially not like drinking and partying. Yeah. No, you weren't going to be distracted. Yeah. No. You don't need that stuff anyways. Plus, people people do that stuff to drown out their sorrows, and you've never had a bad day in your life. So you're lucky in that <laughs> So, okay. So let's keep it going. I do want to move on to the hot segment in the streets right now, and we're talking about memory lane. Where do these bizarre memories come from? So in English, if you say this is lame, when you're describing something, uh, what you are saying is that it's not cool, it's not awesome, uh, it's not interesting. So this is going to be a unique memory lame because Brianna here grew up in the early 2000s. So her memory lame is going to be a lot different than old Uncle Maddie's and Party Boy Pete's memory lame, but I'm excited to see what it is. So... Uh, Brianna, because you are the guest, what is your memory lane topic today? So you said something that I thought was super cool when I was growing up, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So when I was younger, the first one I had was a pink razor. Ooh. <laughs> and I loved hanging up on people dramatically and just going, wham. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Two things you brought up there. One, the Razor was the coolest phone that was ever invented. When when the Razor was coming out, (laughs) the shit was so thin. The commercials were cool. You're like whipping them in and they can stick into the... Like they're they're like a knife. It was like five, I don't know, was it like five or six years before smartphones were a thing? So really, it was just a phone that looked cool. It didn't do anything crazy, right? Like, there was no, like, it was just like, look, I open it up, it looks slick, and I fold it back in. Yeah. I mean, like, I think at that point, the razors could take pictures that were, like, yeah, it could ultra, take pictures, right, right. ultra pixelated, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I will say this, Brianna, it's funny you bring up the cell phone, because you had a cell phone before I did. <laughs> I was thinking that. I was like, I definitely think I had one before him. <laughs> you did. That was actually the catalyst to me getting one because people are like, ooh, if she has one, maybe it's time. But I was so- in college when when the razor came out. And uh, like, I, you know, I was in college. I was cheap. I had no money. So I just got the cheapest phone I possibly could. I went to AT&T mm-hmm. and I'm like, what is your cheapest phone? Yeah. But I had a friend and, you know, she she was the one that she got the, the, the razor right away. And yeah. we were in college. So, you know, I guess like, you know, her parents gave her some money. She got the razor. And we're at a party. And anyway, like I go into the bathroom. And I noticed that there's a razor in the toilet. And I'm like, well, I, you know, it's in the toilet already. So I just pay, you know, in the toilet. And then I leave and she's like, is my phone in there? And I'm like, yeah, but I don't know if you want to go get it. So, <laughs> Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Dude, do you remember? So I think back then, I, I think I was on uh, shout out Verizon back then. Not with Verizon anymore. Free shout out. But either way, uh, I was on Verizon back then. And they used to have the free upgrade gimmicks. Do you remember those? Oh, my God. When you would get your free upgrade like every couple of years, that was the best. Right. I was oh, yeah. upgrading to the razor like, you know, in week two. It's like, let's go. Right. But then but that someone, was back when most phones only cost like thirty dollars. So, you know, yeah. like you could legit. Well, OK, you're, you're right. Like you could get like a not remember like those Nokia bricks that were yep. like, oh, forget it. So but you do bring up something interesting, Brianna, because. OK, so I do remember this as well. 
there'd be times because you'd hold it like this, right? Or sometimes you'd even be like this, like if you're the cool guy, like holding it like this with like flipped out like that. You're like, oh, bro, whatever, right? You know, but then you're here like this, right? And you're like, you know what? Fuck you. Bam, right? Is that, was that what you missed about those, the flip uh, Yeah, I missed, I missed the like little smack noise it made when you hung up on someone. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, dude, that's crazy. I do, I do remember that. I, I mean, that would be nice. I wonder if there's an app that has that. I bet there is. And if not, that's a million dollar <laughs> idea, right? The flip phone app to, to hang up on people. That's a genius idea. And you just had it, Brianna. So there we go. <laughs> nice. So, I, it, I mean, dude, those phones back then, they were like, it is crazy to think like they were the height of technology, you know, but, yeah. but I mean, they were fun. I, I mean, all that stuff, like, you know, I, geez, some of them too were so durable, right? Like, I remember I legit like fell on top of a phone, like on a sidewalk and like thought it was smashed into a million pieces. It would smash the phone I had right now into a million pieces. This thing didn't even have a scratch on it. If it yeah. was an Nokia, it, it would uh, survive a nuclear blast. Oh, easily, easily, yeah. But who are you? Uh, who are you hanging up on like that? Your oh, your mom? Your priest? I mean, uh, no, never. I was <laughs> I, no way. My mom would have killed me about aggressively hung up on her. Like that. <laughs> true. Um, That's very true. Very funny that you said that. I don't know who I was hanging. Up. Maybe my friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Drama back then. Drama was everything, <laughs> right? Everybody loved drama. Drama was huge, man. I think, like, remember, like, I mean, you were probably, uh, I don't know. Did you, I mean, I think everyone, I think the way, since, since it started, I'm going to say MTV, right? Since MTV started, I think everyone eventually goes through an MTV phase, right? Where everything you watch, you only watch, like, MTV all the time, right? Did you guys all have that? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I also say it's because like when I, when when I was in my MTV phase, MTV had its best programs. It had Next. It had the X Effect. It had Date My Mom. Like oh. like the, the, the dating shows on MTV back in the day were the best dating Dude, shows. Room but, Raiders. Like now Road, it's just, like Road, Road, Road Rules Challenge, right? Yeah, like all the there was still Road Rules. There was still Real World. There was still the Challenge. All that kind of stuff. And as much as I enjoy a nice ridiculousness marathon, that is all that's on MTV today is ridiculous. And I'm like, dude, show some, show some next refund, show some X effect, like bring those, bring those good stuff back. But they also used to play like, dude, like, I mean, I know, I know I'm sounding like old, but they would play like music videos too. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, you like the music videos. I never, I never cared for music videos. Cause I don't really like music in general. <laughs> I'm strange like that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We argue every week about the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, and you. That's because Queen's like... the only band I like. Wow! <laughs> wow! You know what, Pete? You're digging yourself into a hole here, pal. So, all right. Well, we've talked about it enough. So, we're gonna vote on Razor phones, which are gangster, and then we're gonna vote on doing the hard flip down, saying "f you" and "f the horse you came in on," smacking down that hard flip, and that's what we're voting on. So. Uh, Brianna, since you brought it up, what are you voting? Are you going to vote rad or lame? Totally rad. If I seen someone with a razor now, I'd be like, you are sick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Peter, Peter Hosen, your thoughts on the razor and the hard slam? This is a tough one, Matt, because at one point, the idea of paying $400 for a phone that doesn't get me on the internet or uh, apps is one thing. Yeah. But at the same time, the memory of that razor in that toilet was pretty great. So I think I am going to go with a rad on that one. Yeah. Yeah. For the nostalgia. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I uh, I'm gonna rat it also because that was the phone that catalysted me or like was the catalyst for me getting a phone as well because oh. my I believe you were six at the time and something along those lines six maybe seven something along those lines and you had a razor phone and I had nothing so I'm gonna rat <laughs> it out say uh, the razor phone is rad as well as. Bring that you know slam. what? Then I want to thank Brandon because that's when Matt. I stopped getting calls from Matt where it was like one eight hundred click call from pick me up at up up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was. Uh, yeah, so well, here's an embarrassing story. But I was uh, seeing someone at the time, and I didn't have a cell phone, but I was living in Roxborough on Ripka Street. Do you remember that house on Ripka Street, Pete? That house mm -hmm. was well, it was a house, hopefully. But either way, I didn't have a phone. So I would go to, there was like a, like a, like a Sunoco, like a gas station kind of gimmick, right? And on the side of the gas station, they had like the, the pay phones. And I would yep, yep. just like, I would either have a ton of quarters or I would buy one of those cards and I would like call like the per like, you know, the person I was seeing at the time or like, you know, call Pete or whoever and like set something <laughs> up. And it, dude, like also too, do you, all right, so do you remember this? Like, back in the day, like, if you made plans, right, you were, like, hoping, like, like there was, like, a couple hours of, like, okay, like, uh, is this going to happen? Like, there was, like, that time frame of, like, hey, man, oh, so say it's Thursday, you call, you're like, all right, bro, let's meet there at, like, 8 o'clock on Friday, right? Yep, so yep. if you said that, there's no texting, you might not call him again till then. The plan was just to meet at wherever at 8 o'clock, right, or meet at this house. You had no, there was no like, hey man, I'm on my way, or hey, oh bro, see you there, or whatever. That just didn't happen. You just had to rely on people being there. That's yep. something that, like, right now, I think would give most people like a panic attack. And he didn't have the smartphone to read while you were waiting. He couldn't scroll through Twitter. You're just like, well, I guess I'll uh, just read this Chinese food menu again. Oh my God. Prices are looking pretty good for General Sales. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. So, all that stuff went, went haywire. So, all right. But let's get into it. I really wanted to get into this today. I'm really excited for this guest. Big fan of her. Big fan of her accomplishments and the things she's done and how she lives her life. Because she kind of, she's one of those, uh, from what I've seen at least, is kind of like does what she wants, but does it in a cool way, I would say. So, yeah. Brianna here was born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Then she grew up in Hatfield, PA. She went from public school from kindergarten through 12th grade. Then she did some community college and she got her bachelor's from Temple. And right now she's in the process yeah. of getting her master's right now in, uh, in business. Is that right, Brianna? Uh, yes, international business. International oh. business. Is that, uh, Brianna, what, what, what was your undergrad? Uh, international business as well. Gotcha. And then, okay, so, and then where are you doing your master's at? Temple. Oh, nice. My, my older sister got uh, her PhD in econ from Temple, so we're big fans of the Owls. Yeah. And my youngest cousin, actually, they, the Owls just won a national championship for cheerleading, and she's on the cheerleading team. So we're big Owl fans on the, uh, the, the Working Perspectives podcast. Hell yeah, big shout out to the Temple Owls. Hell yeah. Uh, I will say this, um, that I have a PhD as well. It's a player-hater degree. <laughs> So, let's well, Matt, you know she's smart too because she did the first two years of community to save out on the money. Uh, the schmucks That's... like us, girl, we, we were all told we had to go to four year schools right away, or in my year, a five year schools and got the giant debt. So, yeah, dude, that honestly, I feel like I tell like all the kids I see, I, I never went to college, so I never had this experience, and I don't, yeah. I, you know, I don't have student loans, thank God, but 
I like I tell these kids now and like I feel like they're all on board where it's like, oh, no, I'm not going to go. Right. Like I'm doing community first. Like, forget it. Like and also from what I've heard, Montgomery County Community College is like uh, from I I mean, from what I was told, it was called like 13th grade for North Penn for a while. Just because like everyone from (laughs) the local high school just went there, which I mean, it's a smart thing to do. You know, it's I, I, I mean, it is a top notch like as far as community colleges go. It's top notch, right? Like I remember uh, a buddy of mine, he was there, he did a music program there. And the teacher that taught there was also the teacher that taught at Drexel, right? And the teacher would tell them, he was like, look, I'm teaching you the exact same thing that I'm teaching to the people at Drexel. And you're paying a lot less, just letting you know. And I was like, man, when you put it like that. So, all right. So either way, so let's keep it going. So like we said, she's in the process of getting her master's right now from Temple, home of the owls. All right. And then as far as things she's done uh, sports wise, she's been dancing from the age of 10 till the present still dancing. Really? Yes. And this is what I want to get into because this to me was fascinating, right? So obviously uh, she dances. So step up, step up two, step up three, the streets, Step Up for the Revenge are all her favorite movies, right? <laughs> is, that a, is that a correct statement, Brianna? Uh, I mean, they're very good movies. I, I wouldn't say my favorite, but they're very good. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I like a good dance movie, you know? What like was the one movie. that had Steve Harvey as the judge? And at the end, they're like, they're like how are we going to judge this? And, the, and like one of them goes, we're going to do it straight street. And I'm like, oh, this is... Oh, this you, is you nice. got served? Yeah. Maybe it was you got served, served. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you got served was the hot ish. Everyone was loving you got served. I, I miss that. Like when this random thing, like this small cultural thing, would become like uh, all of a sudden it's like in nine movies. We're like, really? There's like underground dance competitions. Interesting. <laughs> like I feel like it developed something that wasn't there before. Like in the movie, like they had like all these underground dance things and all these dance competitions and all these big things that didn't exist in real life. Then the movie happens, and now these things start existing in real life. And you're like, what is going on here? Right. Where did the world change? But yeah, it was incredible. Then you get, I mean, all that stuff. I mean, well, could you consider Drumline a dancing movie? I think it's, tan- I, I wouldn't say, I think it's close. Like, it's like, uh, I don't know what I would say. What about Dirty Dancing? That's the dirtiest dancing movie. That you know, is. it's like Jaws isn't a monster movie, but it kind of is a monster movie. Mm, I think you're right. That's a great comparison. Pete, you're a smart fella. So, all righty. So, I wanted to. Oh, yeah. The best looking guy in town, obviously. So, uh, okay. So, Brianna here started in ballet, tap, and jazz, right? But now she does Latin dance and she trains in the Latin dance, right? She goes to like a training for it. And then she goes to clubs on the weekends where she throws down and just whoops some ass in the dance floor, right? And I do want to say this. So, uh, a couple weeks ago, or, you know, previously on the show, we aired uh, the Rocco DeFinis episode, right, Pete? Oh, yeah, and yeah. In the Rocco DeFinis episode, we had talked about how Rocco was able, so he he had went to, he, he uh, auditioned for this play, right, and he didn't get it. Then that night, he was, like, totally bummed out and, like, man, I wish this would happen. He then go, he's gay. He then goes to a gay club right and he's in the middle of a dance battle and he's going 
right? He's really getting into it. He's doing his thing. He's letting his emotions flow out through his dance because he's hurt because he didn't get the part that he auditioned for. And then all of a sudden, he's letting these moves fly, and then he gets a tap on the back of his shoulder. And who is it? It's the directors of the show that he auditioned for, and they're asking him to be the choreographer for the show, right? That wouldn't happen in, in me and Pete's world, right? Even though I would love for that to happen, it would never happen, right? No matter how many people I serve, I yeah. never get the tap on the shoulder. No, yeah. No, how, no matter how many dance battles you win, you're never getting the audition. You know what I'm saying? You're never. You're no Channing Tatum, unfortunately. No. Even though you're way better looking than he is. So, but either way, Brianna has these kind of like magical, like movie moments. I feel like. like what kind of Brianna? Where? Are, what kind of clubs are these? What kind of clubs are we talking about here? Well, hold on, let, hold on. Let's pull oh. it real quick. So, I well, I do. I just want to do it like this. So, how 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 did you find out about this? And then we, I really wanted like, can you kind of describe what a dance off is? Like what it's like? <laughs> like what's going on? Like, let me have it. <laughs> Um, okay, so got and, and yeah, it. and where does this stuff occur? I'm sorry, Pete. Go ahead. Go ahead. Brianna. Okay. Yeah. So got into it. Um, I had made a lot of Spanish friends when I was younger, uh, when I was like 15. And like, they were like, you want to go to a baile? And I'm like, I don't know what that is. But I'll, I'm the type I'll go. I don't care. Sure. I'm like, You're down to have a good time. It. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, let's go. And I see them doing all these dances. And I'm like, okay, I can dance hip hop. I can dance all this stuff. But when I'm looking at what they're doing, I'm like, I cannot do that. What is happening, guys? Right? Yeah, yeah. I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. And I'm intrigued. So I'm like, show me. So my friend showed me. And so I had went to plenty of these bailes, family parties. We went to, like, Spanish clubs in the city and stuff. And I'm thinking, I'm like, wow, I'm awesome at this, okay? Yeah. <laughs> And then um, my friend goes, well, I'm taking lessons at the studio. And um, then a bunch of us get together and we dance afterwards. I'm like, sure, let's go. Yeah. And so I'm taking the lesson. I'm like, yeah, I got some things to work on. And I go afterwards and let me tell you, these people are so good at this. <laughs> that I had a question myself around. I was like, wow, maybe I'm not that good. <laughs> then what? as I like kind of kept going, um, you know, I improved a lot and um, I learned a lot of new things and how to dance better with people because apparently I had a problem with not letting the men lead me. I want to like take full control. I'm like, I'll show you what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that doesn't work. House. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't work that way. The, um, so for Latin dances, it's like the, the men leading, it isn't like a dominant thing. It just helps with how the flow of the dance would work. Yeah, so there's a okay. lead and there's a follow. And, I mean, I'm going to go, like, 95% of the time, the lead is a male. It can be a female. It's just that fem females would have to specifically ask to be trained to be a lead. Um, ah, and so, like, I like I don't I don't have any training on how to lead a, a girl. So, um, yeah, it can work that way. It just usually is the male's the leader and the woman's the you follower would dance. You would never lead a male partner, though? Like, that is that, like, a taboo? Like, is that, like, just, like, a machismo thing? Like, or, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it happens. Uh, there's a girl in, um, that I see sometimes, and she leads, uh, and the men follow. And she has led me. I've danced with her because I like to try and dance with anybody. So, yeah, um, yeah. and it's really interesting. It's really cool how she can do it. I honestly am just not trained in it. What is So, huh. 
like are I, i'm assuming then if you're leading the steps and like your i guess your dancing responsibilities would be different like so like yes. you if you see like the dances right like mm -hmm. a man would carry or lift or like turn like or swing or whatever the female just because you know it, it, like uh, like hypothetically the men would be stronger to do that right is that kind of like like it's, what it's more so like so if you lift your arm this way i know to go this way or if you lift your arm this way i know to go that way and so uh or like a slight like tap on my shoulder or a slight like tap on my my hip or something like i'll know which way to go um yeah it's so just a different like, completely so like, you're like the engine that's revving and he's yeah. kind of like directing you oh yeah. wow Mm -hmm. Oh wow! So it's kind of like like his 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 movement initiates your movement, and then you're finishing a movement initiates his next movement. Like okay, okay, now I know when to do it. Wow! Right, and so if he so if I try and lead him, and he's trying to lead me, we're gonna kind of like yeah yeah, yeah. You're gonna, <laughs> yeah run into each other. Yeah. So yeah, toes are getting stepped on. <laughs> yeah, that happens too. Um, I've broken a few toes and danced in my lifetime. Wow! Well, no. <laughs> Oh my God. That's one thing. Like I'll, I will say this, right. And this is no joke. So uh, for boxing footwork is everything. Right. And, and like, I'm not saying something people don't already know, but footwork is everything. But I tell the kids that there is so many similarities in dancing and boxing, just because of the way the footwork is because of the ways like it would position your hips or position yeah. your foot to move. Right. So like you're like it's no like dancing is you need to be severely athletic. Like you need and, to be Matt, very we, athletic to be a good dancer. I believe we brought this up before, but I believe Randall Cunningham took ballet lessons. And so did like Jerry Rice and Bo Jackson, like a bunch yeah. of great like they said it helped them with their footwork, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Old twinkle toes, man. That's not a joke. Those guys, those guys can float out there. Dude, plus, dude, if you watch like old movies, like, do you ever, do you know who there's an actor? His name's Gene Kelly. He was in this yeah. very famous movie called Singing in the Rain, right? Yep, yep. Like, everyone's sort of like singing in the rain, right? Dude, if you watch that dude dance, him or like Fred Astaire, right? There, there's no, there's no qualms about it. That is like athleticism at its highest level. Those guys are super athletes, super right. athletes right so like i feel like it is like a thing like i don't know I, I think it's different in each culture because like dude like uh lord of the dance right what's his name yeah, michael no. flynn or flatley michael flatley, lord flatley of the dance. Yeah. so like irish dancing that's unreal athleticism so but when you're out there okay so let's set this right let's, <laughs> but i'm okay. gonna i'm gonna set the table and you're gonna have the entree and this is how it's gonna work so let's say you're at dance class what night is dance class Wait, the class or like the nighttime one? The class. Okay, so class is in the morning. So um, classes are at, so I take class every Sunday at 11.30 until 1.30. Oh. And then I'm, I'm back to dancing at um, 8 p.m. until like 2 a.m. or something like that. Oh, wow. So and like, okay, so like when you're out dancing at the clubs, you're like, maybe you'll have like a drink or two, but you're there more for like the dance than to like, like tie one mm -hmm. on, right? Yeah, I mean, it's every so often, like, if I'm, the problem is if I drink too much, then you're I, I'm not as good as a, yeah, I'm not as good as a dancer, <laughs> and really, yeah. that's more fun to me to be, like, um, dancing and, like, competitively, I guess, than oh, to be drinking. Oh, see, that's awesome, that's badass, man, you know, like, it, like, you're out there, like, you're, you're, you're getting more of, like, uh, we'll just say, like, you're getting more of, like, a high, or, like, getting your fix in, like, when you're, like, killing it on the floor, and in, like, yeah. like, a move, like, 
like how many times are you out there and you're going and you're like god i just don't want this song to end like we're in such a groove right like does that happen a lot or it does and especially if you like develop a relationship with the person that you're dancing with because uh then you know like you guys know each other you know what moves they're gonna bring you and it's yeah. more fun and like relaxed yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you guys are like competitive, like you're in it together of like, let's go. Like, we know what we can do. Like, let's <laughs> ramp it up. So yeah. uh, that being said, so you did say that you are seeing someone, right? Yeah. But they don't dance. So is that an issue of like you dancing with another dude with your <laughs> like, I'm not, what are you doing with this dude? I'm your dude. Like, uh, hey, what the, what's up, dude? You know? <laughs> no, um, no, my boyfriend is wonderfully um comfortable with everything I do in life and I think that um he you kind of have to be when you date someone like me I work very long hours um yeah. I'm in school I go to yeah. the gym first thing in the morning I I nice. still have friends and a big family and so like my yeah. schedule is crazy all over the place so um insecure guys need not apply yes. <laughs> yeah yeah I mean they've tried and usually you know it's like <laughs> not a good mix here yeah see you later <laughs> good that's awesome. Good for you. Well, that's how, I mean, that's how it should be. So, okay. So let me set the table. So it's okay. Sunday morning. You go, you dance, you pour your heart out. You get that, you get the work in, you, you get a nice dance in and you're like, all right, we're feeling good guys. We were on it today. I'm ready for tonight. Like we're going to go to the club and we're going to show those, you know, flaquitos what's up. Right. <laughs> so you so you have to dance like you talk like when you're at class are you like yo let's get work on this and then try this tonight and let's work on this and like oh i think we can do this tonight if they do this like kind of thing like that is that how it works it's pretty much unspoken so whatever you learn in class you you immediately practice with your classmates as soon as you get there um and it's kind of cool because a lot of us we already practice same things so the people who don't go to class they're like oh wow look at all these people like doing the same move like we could choreograph it and all do the same thing at the same time if we really wanted to and like oh. outsiders would have no idea you know? yeah, so, so this is legit like a movie right like you guys are going there and you were just at a dance like you like you can go on the dance floor and be like all right let's go and then like freaking west side story the shit out of everybody right so okay that being said, right, we get to the club. Everyone's there. Like, we're like, you're with your crew, right? You're with the uh, SK7 dance crew, right? Or whatever your name is. And do you guys have a name or are you just like, no, hey, we're, we, we're we don't have a yeah. name? Because honestly, like, it really, people come and go. Um, people are on vacation for a few months sometimes. And so, yeah. you know, our crew's always changing. How long have you been like doing this? Like, how long have you been going? Like, has the school, like, like if the school's changed or whatever but like how long have you been doing like this type of thing where you'll dance like go to the club and break it down and stuff like that like how long has this been going down so i've been latin dancing for almost 10 years but um i never took any specific lessons from like a professional until this ah. this year um which was oh, wow. i think this february Oh, Did you lose in the finals last year? And you're like, that's never happening again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I've, I've never competed for Latin dance. I, I would actually uh, really like to in the future. Like, gotcha. never done a professional competition. Um, but I, I'm hoping that they start opening up now. Well, like, you need to keep your amateur again. status for the Olympics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, go in for the amateurs and just destroy <laughs> all of them. <laughs> that would be – I mean – it does happen. I mean, look at the dream team, right? You know, like, come on. Like, your squad, you guys would be like the yeah, dream she, team. Yeah, she's Tokyo. like Jordan walking in there, like, all right, yeah, yeah. here we go. He's like, all it's right. Pippen. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I always like Michael Jordan because he always says like nobody works harder than him. It's like very much one of my mottos. I'm like, you can't outwork me. You could do whatever you want, but you oh, can't yeah. outwork me. You know what? uh, what's the old saying, Game. Matt? Right? Uh, ta- uh, hard work beats talent when talent refuses to work hard. That's that's Amen, the old bro. saying. Amen, dude. That's another another one of uh, me and Pete's one of our big guys that we always looked up to. Besides Michael Jordan, is this wrestler named Dan Gable. And Dan Gable was the same thing. He always said he was like, "I'm not the most talented, but no one works harder than me." Right? Yeah. And I was, I'm, I'm in the very much the same mindset where it's like, yeah, outwork, like it gives you a mental edge when you outwork people. I agree. Right? Okay. Nice. Good. Glad to hear that. Very good. So, okay. <laughs> so the crew's at the club. Yeah. We're ready to get down. We all know what the steps we did at class. Everyone's ready to party. Right? Mm-hmm. You come out on the floor. Obviously, everyone knows. Like, okay. This crew's for real, right? This oh, crew, shit, this crew's out here. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, saw this girl last week. All right, let's yeah, let, let's uh, let's keep an eye out for this one. Security's like, okay, we're not gonna let this get out of hand, right? <laughs> you guys hit the floor. The music hits. You guys do your thing. Does like, how does a dance like challenge occur, or is it just like two people are going at it and you see like another two people and you guys just keep going until the first one like messes up or what what's how's it go we don't really can we don't really do like a dance battle like you would see the movie out there yeah um actually you know what it's it's kind of funny because it's like who you're dancing with like so there's many different types of dance and a lot of them are not competitive because they're um some of them could be more like uh for fun right yeah. yeah or like something like sensual or something like oh, more oh, intimate okay. and it's like i don't know how you're going to compete on that like, i don't know whatever um so yeah but um it's yeah, a strip so off like oh, salsa can be a little bit like when you're dancing with someone yeah. like sometimes you can you dance salsa usually like together but you can kind of push that person apart and kind of like show off your move you know what i mean and then you yeah. two are in front of each other and you just kind of have fun and it's like showing who knows more moves um but we have performances and stuff like that like sometimes like the special event they'll be like okay listen everyone stop dancing for a second we have like two people who have trained and they're going to perform for us and usually get out of the here jokers you got the real deal they're like look you amateur pieces of shit get your slap asses off the dance floor (laughs) we got real talent here and they're going to bring it down right like that Mm -hmm. that like and then do you have like a song that's like this is when like you know when some people say like this is my jam like that may be their jam but this is your jam means like a different thing because you're like look this is the one i throw down to right do you have a song that's like that or what uh oh i i have a few and, it, and every time it's, it's funny because my my friends are always like you love every song every time so I'm, I'm like this is my shit i'm getting out there <laughs> like she she goes she's like you know what? maybe i'll order a drink what nah put put the drink down put it back exactly how it goes my friends are gonna go to the bar and i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm like oh hold on hold on hold on no yeah yeah i'll meet you there yeah, you're like, not right now. I got something to do, and it's called killing the dance floor, right? <laughs> but what That's about – so So we've heard about good dancers, but are are there any, like, atrocious dancers that show up? And is it like, oh, do you feel bad for him? You try and help it out? Or is it like the the, uh, the guy that plays blackjack who's like, this motherfucker keeps stealing my cars. Like, they're t- I was going to peer away into this area, but now they're in that area. So so how do the, ba- how do the atrocious dancers – how many yeah. – how often does it happen, and how are they treated? 
Yeah. And how do you kick them off the dance floor? Like, do you send them away with your moves and you're just like, and they're just like, oh, no. Here's a 20. Go get yourself a drink. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You're like, look, this is my song. So you shouldn't be here. Right. Uh, The worst is when it's a song you love and someone who can't dance asks you to dance. And, you you know, you want to be so polite, you know, but it's it's like, damn, really going to ruin this song for me. All right. Okay. But, wow. Yeah, I mean, it happens um, not so often. Usually everyone's pretty good. And usually I try and, like, avoid contact with people who yeah. I don't enjoy dancing with. Yeah. Um, but every so ha- often it happens to where they're yeah. like, come on, Brie, get out there with me. And I'm like, dang. <laughs> um, and I have a problem with my face that it says everything I think. And I, <laughs> I can't not stop a- it. Yeah, I can't stop it. My my wife calls it her resting bitch face, but is this an active bitch face? It's like even if someone like if someone says something dumb to me, and I'm like I'm trying to keep my eyes open the whole time, but it's like somehow they're still like rolling, and like (laughs) oh my god, it gets me. Like I it happened to me last week. This guy asked me to dance, and he didn't know what he was doing. He was like a drunk old like Irish guy or something. I don't even know how he got here. And he's like, I'm here for a good time. And whatever. So he's like, come dance me. And then he's like, oh, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm like, great. And then yeah. um, he's like looking at me. He's like, I guess I did really bad. And I'm like, no, why are you saying that? He's like, your face. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, well, it doesn't lie. So, yeah. yeah. No, that, my I mouth mean, lies, but not the rest of my face. <laughs> I, I will say this. And like, you know, it. I, I can't. So this is something that you've experienced and Pete has experienced, but I really haven't experienced. So. For all those people listening and not watching the video, Brianna is a very beautiful young lady. So she has the ill fortune of like, like I'm sure when you go to these clubs, like do you kind of like position yourself where if a creep tries to come over, he has to get through like several levels of security before he bothers you? Or how do you like, how, cause like it, it can't be avoided, right? Because you are like, you are a nice person and you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. You don't want to be rude, but also it's like, like you want to have a good time as well, and you want to do your thing. And Pete, yeah. I know you've been through this like like almost every day of your life. Where Matt, I can, like, uh, I actually have a. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to it, but I have a story of the one and only time I tried to ask a girl to dance. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. I mean, well, you're just not used to it because everyone's always asking you to dance because you're the best dancer well, in town. I was like, I think I was like 13 in Wildwood at a club that was having like an under 21 night. Yeah, and I'm like chubby with acne all everywhere like cracked yeah. voice so i think i went up to like an 18 year old hot chick i was like oh do you want to dance yeah. and she just laughed at me and walked away I'm like all right <laughs> like, all right one and done there yeah i've been yeah i think we've all been in those scenarios but what that's you- what i realized you know what don't ask questions that you don't know the answer to yeah <laughs> <Start> the- <laughs> yeah don't yeah don't put yourself in a situation like that where it's a guaranteed no but what, so, so, okay. So back to this and Brianna, if you, you know, if this is too awkward for you to talk about, then we don't have to talk about it, but like, what do you do? Like, is there like a way to like block it or like send out a vibe or like, cause like, okay. So one of the games I used to play at the bar where it's like, someone looks at you, right. And you like, you make eye contact and you pretend like you're looking at the person behind them. Right. And then they think that, oh, are you looking at me or you're looking at the person behind me? And then you're like, oh, I wasn't looking at either of you. And it's a whole thing. Right. So like that's a scenario that you probably have to deal with a lot. So are you just like sitting there with like your head down like, oh, God, oh, God. OK, I know you. Let's go. Like, 
Like, what is it like? I, I mean, I don't know. I just don't know. Uh, it really depends. I think that, um, I think that as like a young woman, you kind of face this a lot, no matter where you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it I'd depends agree. on the kind of the kind of person that's going to approach you. So if someone's respectful and they say like, "Hey, you know, you're beautiful, um, you're great," blah blah blah. And I love I, hearing that. You know, that's that's <laughs> that's nice. Not just like I'm like, yeah, okay, I have a boyfriend. Just want you know, I like to be respectful of my boyfriend because yeah. we're not going to cross any boundaries there. Yeah. Um, and believe it or not, I know you said you made this scene that I'm America's sweetheart. <laughs> I'm very nice, but if you come at me the wrong way, I will gladly put you in your place. Yeah. And ah, so that happens. Um, that happens like if someone tries to like put your, their like hands on you or something like that, especially with dancing, you're very close. Yeah, yeah. damn right. There's and... no, there's no, there's no reason to be inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. And then there's accidents, and then there's like, I know that wasn't a fucking accident. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah which, to be honest, accidents do happen in dance. Sometimes yeah. um, you're doing a spin. Sometimes someone hits you right in the boob, or so you yeah. know what I mean. It right. happens, but like yeah. somebody like purposely grabs. But you yeah, or... when you feel the squeeze, well, you know you yeah. uh, you, yeah. you know what's up. Yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah, if so, it's like a 70-year-old, like, drunk Irish guy. You're like, bro, look, I know you can't see, <laughs> but I know you can feel, all right? Yeah. Yeah, so, but my friends protect me a lot. Um, my One good. of my best friends that I go with all the time, she says that her full job is, like, like fighting guys off of me all the time. So, <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about. She's, like, like, so beautiful. I'm fighting people off of her all the time, too, so I don't know. But I think you got each other's backs. Yeah. yeah so uh, a pro tip, what you do is – you uh, get a thing of Valtrex and you take it out and then every once in a while you just apply it and then people are like, oh, she has herpes. And then no one messes with you the entire night. <laughs> yeah, good thing Brianna had no idea what Valtrex is. I guess I was like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, when I, I saw the reaction, I was like, well, I guess I'll just have to spell this one out. Yeah, I, I only know what it is because of a commercial. I'm married. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to become a nurse. That's what I know about it. It's, yeah. it's school. Yeah. So, all right. So good. That, but that is glad to hear. But you do, I, I would agree where it's like, you know, and I think all girls should have this where it's like, or women should have it. It's like, where, yeah, it's no, if everyone's cordial and polite, there's nothing wrong with that. But you should know, like, if there's a boundary that's crossed, it's time to act and it's time to act now because you can't let that shit slide. It's almost like your life yeah. is in prison and you can't be, you know, you can't <laughs> let that shit slide. You got to be the toughest one in the yard. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh and nice. did we where are these clubs did we go over that yet or no no oh. oh you did ask me that i'm sorry um there there's actually funny enough you guys are gonna let me get I my like, pencil i feel like <laughs> you guys are gonna get weirdly excited <laughs> about this but there's well, I, I, i've never seen it so I, and I, i'm in philly and i'm just intrigued like what i'm assuming also, is it on fifth street like or is it outside of philly no, pete, pete is also the best dancer you'll ever see sorry well, no you guys i am uh... more than welcome to come whenever okay <laughs> putting it out there you're more than welcome we get small um, circles at Matt. Yeah. We go like every different day of the week. It's a new location. Really? Oh, this is like a secret underground. So they change. Ah. <laughs> no, it's like we know. Like so, we're like oh, okay. It's it's well, what's night Wednesday? Okay, so Wednesday there's a place in Camden. Um, Thursdays in Philadelphia at Lyrics. Um, oh, wait, wait, what's the place in Philadelphia? <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> lyrics. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I just had to look this place lyrics, up. Lyrics. Uh, yeah. <laughs> different different place like depending on the day of the week no shit okay. and what kind of places are they are they warehouses are they bars like or is no, this um, like oh this well, is a, i guess like you guys a are club familiar. like you would expect from ac or something yeah. you guys have been to adelphia's before i have not oh okay um well it yeah. was like um i don't know it's a popular place in new jersey but um okay. so that's it, like a club um okay. 
most of them are clubs some of them are just like outdoor venues um, yeah there's a few places there's another one called atrium in in new jersey um th- we even used to dance like at this um restaurant in ben salem just it was like random um we dance but, on the beach we dance like wherever wherever we can all meet up and dance is where we're dancing that is cool but like you guys would set it up as like you guys have like a like a group text or whatever the hell it is and you're yeah. like all right it's here tonight and like it could change mm-hmm. like it's not going to be lyrics every thursday it's going to be like sometimes that it's lyrics. lyrics is in your neighborhood oh really it's um, in mayfair yeah, it's in, in mayfair it's right off roosevelt right right by wait wait I think is it by like the Roosevelt Mall? It's like right uh, there's like a laundromat right near it. It's in like a know. shopping complex. No, it's at like uh it's on the boulevard between Levick and Harbison. Oh it's right oh, by, it's wow. close to the Acme. Yeah, I know exactly where you're I, at. I did not know that place existed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know exactly where you're at. Yeah, you're right in the middle of like that's like little Puerto Maybe Rico. Maybe we'll edit that out that way people don't know how to find her. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to edit, yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to edit a lot of this out, otherwise they're never gonna be able to go to those clubs again. <laughs> but do you, so, no there, every thursday you would go to the same place unless oh, um uh, unless something like kind of changes like we, like we've been going to the same place on sundays for a few months and now this new place opened up so we start going there more but we'll kind of kind of like go back and forth nice do you like get to know the owners of these places and stuff or like is it like you guys just show up you do your thing and like you bounce around like oh i like this place or we haven't been to this place in a while or oh this place had really good you know music last time like it's kind of just like hey who wants to you like you can put a suggestion like hey it's thursday they do this thing at lyrics and it's really cool you guys want to do that and everyone's like yeah right so it depends on your friend group kind of like um everyone has their own little friend group and so like I'll just text mine, like, hey, where are we going this weekend? (laughs) And then we kind of decide on a place together. How, and is, are they all like same, like similar age to you or is it like all No, I'm usually, I'm usually by far the youngest person there. Mm. Uh, Nice. Well, I mean, you've always there's not many Zoomers at the club. No, no, go ahead. (laughs) I was just saying, so there's not many younger kids at this. Is Is it like a dying thing? Like. I don't know. I think that just maybe not many 20-year-olds are, like, interested in it's, it. It's better that way because they'll ruin it, you know? Like, you don't want <laughs> sure, kids. Good point, right? good point. Those kids will come there. They'll have, like, a couple of drinks. Like, one like one night will be good, but then every other night turns into, like, a shit fest. That's, like, so everyone's taking Molly. How much is a drink there? Is it expensive? Or maybe that's why the young kids are staying away. No, it really depends on the place. Honestly, yeah. you know who I usually make friends with immediately is the bartenders. So, the best person to make friends with. Yeah, so I think because I can relate to them, I'm kind of like, oh yeah, how's your night? You're being, in the biz, yeah. You know, <laughs> plus they know everyone. Like, ah, uh, keep a uh, creepy old John's coming, and he'll be here on eight. So stay on this side of the bar. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure the bartenders want to be friends with you as well. Like, let's not fucking be <laughs> stupid here. You know, like they see you, they're like, all right, well, she's getting a free drink. You know what I mean? Like, I say, yeah. So, so my drinks are kind of usually free. <laughs> Yeah, must be nice. You know must what? Be nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't know how much they usually cost. Oh wow! <laughs> I'm gonna that. guess like eight to ten dollars. Yeah. We're not at the fifteen dollar places. I can tell you that much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. That's not yeah. bad. What are you but, drinking though? Like a glass of wine or like a mixed drink? Okay, so I'm a glass of wine girl on like a regular night. Yeah. Um, if I'm out, I love vodka. Uh, so, just vodka. vodka by itself or are you doing like I like i like tito's and lemonade nice and like cranberry Tito's is and great 
Tito's is amazing. Tito's, is Dude, Tito's so so Brandon, this is like uh, here's a little lesson for you in uh, marketing. So Tito's apparently had been around for, for for a while, but I don't ever remember them. And what they did is they just put on their vodka uh, gluten free. Now almost all vodka is gluten free, but they were the first one to print it on their label. And next thing I know, Tito's like was outselling everyone. Was like when me, but when me and I were in high school and first in college, it was all about absolute. And Tito's supplanted absolute and everyone. And I swear to God, it's because they put gluten free on a product that every product is gluten free. So yeah. there you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have to tell you it was gluten free because it was all, always gluten free. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, and, and Pete says absolute, but he really means Uncle Vladdy's. You remember Vladdy's? Oh, oh, oh yeah, uh, when we were in high school. Yeah, yeah. That's because we were uh, poor, <laughs> cheap. We used to do this thing where we would buy a gallon of water, a thing of country time lemonade, and then the handle mm. gimmick of Vladdy's. We would pour out half of the gallon. Well, maybe like two thirds we'd pour out. We'd fill the rest in with Uncle Vladdy's and then dump a bunch of Country Time lemonade mix in there and then just like just walk around and just, yeah. you know. Well, let's not forget that by the time I started drinking, Four Locos was the thing to drink. Oh, no. Yeah, four. Ever, ever again. No yeah. way. So <laughs> I actually had not gotten into the – I got – I only had uh, drank Four Locos once. It was actually when I was living with uh, Matt and Asshole. So <laughs> I had – I was out of college, you know, I was a couple years out of college, I was working, so I wasn't in the demographic, but I had kept hearing about it, and then Pennsylvania made them illegal. So yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, they're making them illegal, I have to get it. So I go to the beer distributor, I get a case of them, I drank six of them, and I did not sleep for a week, because yeah. I didn't realize like what it was, so I'm just like sitting, just drinking six by myself. And I'm like, oh, now I'm just like wide awake and drunk. I was anxious in my dreams for a month. Yeah. I remember I came home that night and Pete, you were like bouncing off the walls. You're like, bro, let's go do this. Hey, man, do you want to do this? Hey, this sounds fun. Come on, let's go. And I'm like, bro. <laughs> I actually think we may have gone and seen one of Bur Burn Podcast, these uh, shows back in the day. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think yeah, I probably yeah, a six yeah. back there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we went to see a uh, friend of the show, former guest of the show, Burn Podcast. We went to see one of his shows downtown. He did like a, a live sketch comedy show that was hilarious. But yeah, mm. nice. So okay, I I know we've been we've been on this topic a lot, but this is fascinating to me because yeah. like oh, yeah. so like you'll go to like you go to the gym every day, like you said. I mean, you know, GTL man, gym tan laundry, gotta get in. Hell yeah, <laughs> that's, right. that's the gimmick, right? So favorite Jersey Shore cast member, uh, J Well, boobs. I don't oh. know why. Wow, <laughs> there you go. Shout wow. out of the count and J Well. She wow. does not take shit. I understand it. Yeah, I can see I can see where you and J Wow, yeah, like J Wow's punching situation in the face and doing all that stuff. So yeah. Yeah, I feel like she's kind of cool. It's, I feel like I can relate to her. She's like, yeah, yeah she's like like cute, but she's like the All right, fans, time for a break in the action, bringing back one of our favorite segments. This is Give It a Shot with our good friend Bob Quinn. If you're sick of wasting time surfing on a streaming service, finding nothing, then going to another streaming service and doing the same damn thing, then you need to start giving shit a shot. On this new segment, Bob Quinn will give us some suggestions on what to watch so you stop wasting time surfing and start enjoying those subscriptions that you're stealing. Bob, give us a shot. Coming at you today with a TV show that, that appears on NBC and Hulu is The Young Rock. It's the life of young Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It's runtime, episode runtime, about 30 minutes. What I'm saying is, even if you're not a wrestling fan, give it a shot. All right. That was Give It a Shot with our good friend Bob Quinn. Now, back to the show. So, okay. Nice. So, all right. Cool. So, yeah, you're out. You're partying. You're drinking Four Locos. You're doing the dancing. That's awesome. <laughs> 
when you go to the gym though like in the mornings you're just like you know like treadmill all that stuff right no Oh, ah. oh. Yeah. Whoa. sorry, uh, sorry, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry, no, I don't really like. She's doing. Are you doing heavy, heavy singles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I like weightlifting more than I like ah. cardio. Wow, oh. getting a pump in. All right. <laughs> so what are you doing? Brianna's hitting up the squat, the squat rack. Yeah. Yes. Got to oh do the squat God, rack. Got to do the, the deadlifts. Got to. You got to oh go for them. God. Oh, you're going for the real ones. You're going all out. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And I'm, I'm guessing no Smith machine, right? Out. You go, you do the real thing. Ass the grass, normal squat. You do the bar, like the real bar, not yeah. the Smith machine? Damn. All yeah. right. I do like the Smith machine, though. I don't know why people hate on it. I like it. I mean, no, it, well, <laughs> yeah. It, is, it all depends on what you're going for. <laughs> that Dude, when you go, what do you do? You, you go to like, uh, we won't say the name, but you go to like a chain, chain gym, right? Like, like one of those. So, at those chain gyms, right? The guys are, I mean, some guys do legs, but let's be honest, right? Right, let's be honest. Guys aren't, do, like, I see Wait, it, they like, call it, We call it, uh, we used to call it the curl rack because so many people were in the squat rack doing curls. Like, what the, you son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't need, I, I don't need to do legs, all right? I'm yeah, right, I, I probably right shouldn't be, like, talking about this because, like, I, I blew up my knee and, like, haven't lifted in, like, three years, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember back in the glory days. Dude, but it is the thing where every woman I see at the girl now, or every woman I see at the gym now does cardio, right? Does core and does legs and then can leave, right? And then, like, uh, Brian, I hope you're not one of those girls that basically shows up to the gym in their underwear, because that's oh. just like, oh, I can't, I can't because um, I really hate when people freaking look at me when I'm at the gym. Oh, I'm more like, I'm, I look like a celebrity hiding from paparazzi. At the gym. I'm like, <laughs> honestly, that like, I don't know. Like to me, I feel like like it's 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 almost uncomfortable for everybody, right? Yeah. Like I'm like I don't want to like yeah okay you you're wearing like your stuff and you like women like wear their like they're like it's ba like they're wearing like boy shorts and a sports bra right and nothing else and i'm like i don't want to look at that like i'm married i don't like good for <laughs> you but this is awkward i'm trying to like you know bang out some you know tricep extensions and you're just over there like yeah like, it's know, not like it's not like i'm over there with like awkward. one ball hanging out like doing reps like <laughs> yeah yeah seriously you know, yeah. it's like, come on, try not to look. I dare you. <laughs> I mean, and then you do like, I mean, I don't know if women have to deal with this, but I, oh God, men have to deal with this all the time. But the old men in the locker room, dude, oh. get get the message, guys. There's no walking around <laughs> naked in the locker room anymore. That ship has sailed. Let's please stop that. I don't know. Do women have the same thing where it's just like old women just like paps hitting the floor? Like, like what is I going on? I used to have that. Like, I used to see that in my old gym. Not, I haven't seen it in this gym. Um, and this gym's like a little bit different, which is why I stayed here for a while. Because nice. like, um, usually the guys aren't very aggressive. The girls nice. kind of, I mean, there's a lot of girls that wear like the shorts and, and the yeah. sports bras. Um I feel honestly, I feel like those like like my body shape. Like I don't want to wear shorts because I feel like they ride up, and I'm not trying to worry about them riding yeah, up the whole yeah, time. Yeah. And like, yeah, you want to be comfortable, right? I'm That's trying to wear something gym. like loose so you can't see like yeah. me jumping Man, around look, look, and like she looks borderline yeah. homeless when she shows up. She's <laughs> got the old uh, Rocky uh, sweats yeah, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. with no lash. got the bottom yeah. I have some Jim Shark leggings. Yeah. Um, but they're Everybody full does. leggings. I don't oh, wear yeah. I don't I've never worn shorts to the gym. It's just not my thing. But Dude. um Ugh. 
There's some, I mean, I feel like for some women, it's a thing. Like they want the attention. They want to be looked at. And I understand that they like, especially everyone has body issues and I get it and I get it. And they want to feel that way, but you shouldn't be, I mean, I don't know. It's like, then don't be upset when people look at you either. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to dress like that, then just like, you should be. That's all it is. Like, you know, if you're, you know, if you dress a certain way, you expect people, but if you know what, you know what, you worked for it. You're proud of it. You know, I'm not going to begrudge anybody. If you want to show it off and you want people to look at it, by all means, I'm not going to stop you. I'm just saying, don't get pissed when people do, you know, do you, do you have that too? Like, I mean, this seems like a common theme, you know, we got the bar now the gym, like, (laughs) Do guys like that is something where like or like you know if you were to dress a certain way, do you think men would be more apt to come up and try and like you know talk to you and like get your numbers and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, I think people usually like I like you know you know when you're somewhere and then someone makes that contact with you, oh. I just kind of like I kind of like shut that down with my face immediately. Uh, I'm just like. Yeah. You get That's where the RDF <laughs> comes from. Whoa, like, whoa. like don't even come over here. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She just gave us the face. They were like, oh, we're not dancing. That's for sure. Yeah. But no. So you just got to shut it down really fast. It's like, don't even think about coming over here. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like I said, there's, there's like, even with the girls that would wear whatever they want to wear, like to each their own, like people shouldn't really come up and invade your yeah, state. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're at I mean? the gym. Yeah, you're just trying to get a workout in, man. Like nobody's yeah. no matter what you're wearing, everyone's in. sweaty. Yeah. I've seen so, this this is the move I've seen where it's like a dude, right? He'll see a chick at a gym that he's like thinking like is, you know, looking good, whatever. He wants to go like hit on her. He goes up and instead of like hitting on her, he'll like critique her technique on what she's doing. Oh, so yeah, he'll be like, yeah. yeah, he'll be like, oh, you need pros. to keep your feet further apart when you're doing squats and don't be on your heels. So and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bro, you just made everything so awkward in here. Like now everyone like, it's just like, you hit 47 degrees, like, not the full 45 bro. on that squat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like, had dude. something like that happen when I first started working out, like, and it was this. Um, this is why I actually don't wear shorts to the gym because this one time I wore shorts to the gym, and um, like a shorts and a sweatshirt. Okay, so I'm still right. kind of looking homeless. All right? Right, right, right. Yeah. I didn't yeah. change my look. Right. Okay. Homeless but, is the look. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm on the um I'm on this machine where you can either go like this way or you can turn around and do it like the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Flies. Yeah. Okay. So. I'm on that and I'm I'm trying. I have really no idea what I'm doing, but I'm just trying. <laughs> and this guy comes over and he goes, So you have to like lean forward more and kind of like uh, stick your butt out more. Uh, and I'm like, this feels weird, but all right. And then I'm like <laughs> trying it out. And I'm like, maybe I'm doing this wrong. And then I'm looking at him and he's just looking at my butt and he's like, he was like, he said something like, oh, now I got the view I wanted. And I was like, yep. So that's the last time oh, I wore shorts to the gym. Oh, bro. <laughs> yeah. God, that makes me angry well, just to think about. Like, what? Yeah. People are such how, weirdos. How old was I, this guy? He actually wasn't that old. Maybe like 30 something. Like, I don't know. I don't think Not he was 40. that old. We're yeah. 30 something. <laughs> yeah. God. You're not that old. Oh, the yeah, thing I right. like about it too is just the fly machine. Like it's one thing, like if it's like squats or deadlift, you're like, oh, you know what? Like I don't want this person to get hurt. Like it's a machine. Like it's it's yeah. the most self-explanatory thing. Like I just go like this. Like yeah. yeah. Shout out, shout out to you for using uh, doing an upper body machine as well. Good for you. I'm don't getting see many into my upper body that. right now. I'm like totally yeah. into upper body right now. Yeah. What's your favorite? What's your favorite workouts at the gym? Well, my favorite workouts at the gym are probably ab exercises. 
course. Because I love Ab Day. But yeah, um everybody does. Um Core but now I'm trying to get into it. Like my boyfriend's actually showing me more on like back movements. Nice. And, ah. um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Me and Pete were blessed to be like perfect specimens. So we never really have to work <laughs> nice. kind of a plus. I have the curse of our family where it's like if you eat anything, you just gain 12 pounds immediately. Yeah. Yeah, always yeah. looking. I mean, you don't look. I'm not saying you do, but for me, if you eat anything with carbohydrates in it, you're automatically bloated. It's like the worst. Yeah, <laughs> really got really got shit for genes. Let me yeah, tell you. Yeah, and it's a thing. What are you gonna do? So okay, so let's keep it moving. Uh, we talked about dance. We talked about gym. Really happy that we did get to talk about it because that was fascinating. Um, so some other things that you like to do besides dancing, you're dancing the night away, dance, dance, dance revolution, dancing all the time is you like to paint, right? So yeah. this will come in, we'll talk about this later, because this comes into your current job right now. And then like we said, you like to go to the gym and things like that. So let's get into the why we're here. We're getting into the bacon. We're going over some jobs. So uh, I will say this, uh, it's a common theme in uh, our family, the Lavelle family, that you work at a certain establishment that uh, previously on the show has been, uh, we'll just talk about, it's a, uh, it's a fast food place that sells ice cream and, uh, well, let's just say they're royalty at selling ice cream, yeah. right? Yeah. So this royal place- Pony Boy was a big fan of them. God, dude, stay golden, Pony Boy. Shout out, great movie. Love the Outsiders. Brianna, have you ever seen? Oh, one of my favorite books. They made oh, a movie yeah. good too, but the book, fire. Oh, yep, they, they actually. So when I, uh, my, my, I think was it freshman year you read uh, that that book. Yeah, yeah but I remember. I, yeah, I had an old English teacher, and he hated it because I guess it replaced Catcher in the Rye. So it was like, so like he like just disparaged the book the entire time. I'm like, I don't know, man. I kind of like this book. There's like a yeah. knife fight in it. Like yeah. it's pretty sweet. The movie was even better. Plus, yeah. too, I like like Dallas Winston. He's one of the guys I wanted to be all the time. Dally, uh -huh. played by Matt Dillon in the movie. He was like an all timer. Did you guys know there was a follow up book? There yeah, was like a sequel. Uh, this is yeah. then. That was then. This is now. Right? Is that what it was? That, I, I can't remember. I remember I read it on my own. I believe so, but it wasn't as good. Like one of the characters' names was Eminem yeah. because he always had M and M's in his pocket, and I'm like, Bro. he turned in like his best friend for like some trivial shit, and like it was supposed Bro. to be like, oh, this is like him being a good guy. I'm like, no, man, Bro. he just turned in your boy for nothing. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Plus two. If you look at that movie, star studded cast. I was always told too, like we would characterize like the people in our neighborhood a lot as like who they would be in the movie. And I was always a soda pop Curtis or no, no, I wasn't oh. soda pop Curtis. I was two bit, <laughs> two bit Matthews, AKA Emilio Estavez. So there you go. Oh. So nice. All right, cool. Glad to hear that you were reading. Very good. Oh, I'm an avid reader. I actually love, love, love to read. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. You didn't mention that. Nice. What, uh. So do you read audiobooks? I'm a big audiobooks guy too. But yeah, I used so to I used to read a lot because I saw the movie Goodwill Hunting and uh he <laughs> read a lot and then the chicks dug the guys that read. So I was reading even though I wasn't very good at it. And then audiobooks <laughs> came into the game and now I'm like an audiobooks addict. Love Audible. Shout out Audible. Love you if you want to sponsor the show, let me know. So um, either way, so uh, like we said, so let's get started. You started your first job was working at a fast food restaurant that sold a milk-based ice cream product, and they were royalty at it. 
you work there at the age of 15. I will say this. I work there as well. My older brother, asshole, worked there. And my older sister, Natalie, worked there as well. I fucking hated this place. I hated working there. I hated the job. I had come, my previous job before this one, I was a busboy dishwasher. So I was getting cash like every night, cash in the hand, doing the thing, you know, like that I liked. This paycheck gimmick, like every two weeks with like half of it gone to taxes, old Uncle Maddie wasn't digging that. Let me tell you, still not a big fan of it. So <laughs> either way, you started working at this place, uh, Brianna. What did you think? What'd you like? What'd you learn? It, I mean, how did you feel about it? And how long were you there? Um, I actually didn't mind it too much. Um, wow. Wow. So, all over me. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Some of my friends worked there too at the same time. So, okay. Um, that's cool. We goofed around a lot. Honestly, I wasn't the best employee, I don't think, because we Same. just kind of hung out a lot. And, like, I ate a lot of ice cream and, mm. oh, my God, chicken fingers. Oh, and they had, like, a honey mustard chicken salad to die for. Not even yeah. a salad guy. But those, you're right. The chicken fingers, pretty, pretty good. Yeah. The only thing is that their, their main item that they sell, I'm not a fan of. So, like, the mixed is one. Oh, is that the one where it's like very, it's like a very bad snowstorm, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. It's, so not, it's not what a you a would call a very though. bad snowstorm. Yeah. I'm not same. a fan, but I love that there's Sundays and I would make my own. And so now whenever I go back, no one can make it the way I'm like, listen, I need you to put caramel sauce at the bottom. You're going to go in and you're going to put a little bit of vanilla. Then you're going to do some sprinkles, more vanilla, caramel sauce, more sprinkles. What is so hard to understand here? And they never make it right. <laughs> wow. I mean, I'm not going to lie. That sounds absolutely incredible. And you're talking about the rainbow sprinkles as well, right? Rainbow. And sometimes when I'm feeling a little extra, I throw some cookie dough on top. Wow. <laughs> this <laughs> All right. All we right. Just, we just changed the game here. Okay. <laughs> Let's back this up. You get the container. Step one, caramel sauce. Yeah. Step two, Whack it with like one one thing of soft serve vanilla, right? Mm -hmm. Then more caramel sauce. Then sprinkles. Oh, oh, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. I messed it up. So step three is sprinkles. And then caramel a little bit. Okay. Okay. So sprinkles, caramel is like the middle layer. Yeah. Right. Then you put another whack of vanilla soft serve, then yep. sprinkles. Mm -hmm. And then if you're feeling fruity, a little bit of cookie dough. Yeah. And is there caramel on top as well? It really depends how much caramel I put in. Like, I don't yeah. want too much caramel. Yeah. But you know when you get a sundae and they, like, give you, like, a little, like, BS freaking sprinkle yeah. on top and you have none yeah. at the end? What yeah. is that? Yeah. Why? It's, com it's communism is what it is. And we don't <laughs> yeah. stand for it here. We're bleeding red, like, white, and blue. you're not paying right? for these sprinkles. I know how many yeah. you have in the back. Yeah. It, it's bullshit. Yeah, they sell it's them bullshit. by the ton. Yeah, seriously. I like your ice cream game because it reminds me of why, like, when I get, I like to go to the movies, and when you get popcorn at the movies, you can either, they butter it for you, or you butter it yourself. And it's never as good as when you butter yourself because it's all on top. Like, when you have the guy that, like, does half a bag, fills it up, does the other half, of it, and then I'm like, that, that's a butter. He knows yeah. what he's doing. That's and a I gentleman think you had the well. same thing with your yeah. ice cream. You're like, look, I want my jimmies throughout, or, or my sprinkles throughout. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. And you, sh and you deserve them. It's every just every bite, yeah. yeah, every bite deserves to have caramels and jimmies in it or sprinkles. Yes. Yeah. I think jimmies are the balls and sprinkles are the the long ones. Am I right? Am I wrong? I don't know. Who knows anymore? I'm not sure. Just, but it's an ongoing debate. I feel like they're still trying to figure it out. 
Yeah, I actually, you guys would be happy to hear this, ripped some guy's head off today because he didn't know what a hoagie was. What? Ah. You're a fucking dead man, all right? Okay, sorry. So you're working at, you're working at the, uh, this, uh, this uh, royal establishment, right? You're learning how to make what sounds to be like an incredible Sunday, where it's, you're getting something in every scoop, right? Like you're not just, if you want to just vanilla soft serve, that's what you're getting but you want something in every scoop and you deserve something in every scoop. Right. So either way we move on from there, you leave there, then you become a waitress at a Spanish restaurant and you were there for a couple of years. So uh, is this where the love of dancing came in? I was just about to ask, no. is, is this where you started meeting like Spanish friends or what? Like, no, I would already started uh, dancing before this. And oh. um, somebody had said like, Oh, this person's hiring. And um, basically I like, like faked it because they were like do you speak spanish i'm like yeah. <laughs> you're like i speak kitchen spanish a little bit. c yeah you just answer it with c and, you and i did i could say i speak i mean i spoke a little bit um yeah but this is really where i learned to speak so much more spanish yeah Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, cinco, none seis. employees or none of the chefs or anything like that spoke any english so oh real well yeah, yeah i mean like, even if it wasn't a spanish quick. restaurant yeah I, uh, I worked in a, and I will say this in most restaurants, the, the kitchen staff and, and a portion of the wait staff is usually like Spanish, Latino, whatever. And when I was working at this restaurant called Vinny T's, Pete knows Vinny T's very well. I was working there and there was like a ton of Spanish people that worked there. Right. And they're like some of the best people I've ever met in my life. And I loved every mm-hmm. one of them. Right. Mm-hmm. And I would ask them to teach me sentences. So I asked them to teach me, me gusto los culos de grandes y no puerta mentir means I like big butts and I cannot no, lie. lie. Yep. And then, nunca confies en un gran culo y un sonrisa means never trust a big butt and a smile. And that's what I learned, <laughs> as well as like a ton of curse words. A ton of curse words. And yeah, but other than that, and like, <laughs> I remember one time, like the one guy's like, he was calling me American and I'm like, yeah, I'm an American. And he's like, oh. American? I was like, yeah, duh, I'm an American. And he's like, yeah, American. And I found out that that meant you're gay, right? And I was like, oh, what the hell is this? So, yeah, there are tricksters, tricksters. Okay, so you're at the Spanish restaurant. How did you like working for, like, waitressing, working for tips? Like, because that was your first foray into, like, the cash game, right? Okay, so once I figured out, well, let's just, at this point, I'm like, I don't know, 16. I had a huge thing for shopping, um, and I was making, like, 100. Has that changed? Yeah, no. That has not changed. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, <It's evolved. laughs> so I was making like $120 a day cash at 16. Oh, yeah. That's pretty I good. I was ecstatic. Like, I, yeah. was, you know, I was like, I'm getting new dresses constantly. Constantly. <laughs> You'll never see me in the same outfit ever again. <laughs> oh, wow. So you were like legit just like, like. Outsiders on Blu-ray. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You were like really like at that age, if you're making that amount of money, yeah, no wonder you got a raise. There was no Vladimir's vodka for her in high school, Matt. Yeah, yeah. She Uh, was drinking Grey Goose. Grey Goose, yeah. I was gonna say I hate it black. (laughs) So nice. So speaking of, so that's pretty cool then. So like as I remember, like uh my big thing when I was in high school was always buying like shoes. I love to buy shoes. I still love to buy them, but I can't yeah. anymore because my wife will leave me. So, but <laughs> I, you know, loved, I used to be a big fan of like shoes. I had like a ton and ton of sneakers. Um, but 
not anymore. Uh, you know, those days are long gone. I have a daughter. She gets new shoes every week. It is a thing. But either way, so you're making money. You're spending money there. So you're there for a couple of years. Then you transition from a waitress to the family business of being a bartender, right? Uh, and you're also doing bottle service at like big nightclubs. Oh. And you're doing this from the age of 18 until you're 21, right? So yeah. at this time, you're also moving around a lot. Is that right? Like from club to club, you mean? I believe, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so um, I mainly stayed at the wine for a while. Um, okay. And I started there because I didn't know how to do anything yet. I started as like a um, front, like a check-in, like you checked in. I did like coat check or I just yeah. did. I would literally, sometimes my job would just be like, come here, I'll walk you to your table. And like, like yeah, that yeah. was my job. That yeah. was it. You're kind of like a hostess. Yeah, so... Um, but like I had to wear a really cute outfit. Right, right. You're okay. <laughs> um, so this is like you're starting as eye candy. Right. Yeah. I, like yes, I just walked from like tw like ten feet, and that was it. Yeah. Um, Would you get and, like tipped too as a yeah. hostess? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I started okay. making more money as like a coach. Once I moved to a coat checker, I was making like again like four hundred dollars cash a night right so i'm like jesus i'm like this is awesome yeah <laughs> and you're like eight you're this is between the ages of 18 and 21 so yeah to, to be fair this was like six years ago right yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like six, it feels like a lifetime ago but it was like six years ago oh, and God. going on my mom um, I would come home like, mom, look how much money I made. <laughs> like, and she's like, get um, me a job there. Yeah. yeah. She's like, this is really, she's like, I don't know if you know, you're yeah. actually making really good money. And I was like, yeah. yeah, this is pretty cool. And I only had to work two days a week and like three, four hundred dollars each night. And I was like, wow. Oh my God. Great. Um, what were you doing? In the meantime, I think, when I, I think when I was bouncing in those same kind of clubs, I was making $11 an hour to toss firemen out like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and their yeah. friends. Same and have yeah. them like wait for me afterwards too. Like I'm yeah. gonna meet you. I'm like yeah, sure you will, bud. I was yeah. Well, as I'm talking yeah. about this, I'm like, well, maybe I should leave my job. No. All of a sudden, like you're like, oh, uh, COVID's over. The bars are opening up. <laughs> no. So, but uh, like that, it is fun at like a young age. But that's a like I I mean that that lifestyle is like it gets you, old quick. Like you like I've always said this to do that type of work, you need to be in shape. Like in like. I would call it like bartending shape to do that. Like being on your feet all night, hustling, still like being late at night and being like having to throw people out. Like you need to be, you know, it takes a little like chutzpah to be able to do that stuff. It's not easy. Right. But I mean, I'm sure the clubs you were working at had a security detail. Right. Yeah. I usually had someone specifically assigned to like a group of me and like two other girls or something like that. Oh, wow. Nice. Um, like they, like we weren't allowed to go anywhere without them. And then, yeah. um, uh once i moved to bottle service which is i mean like it's bottle service is crazy it's just a crazy experience um so i've never really like done that like what is what is the bottle service like like what are like, like for what, the consumer yeah like so okay so yeah say if i wanted to get bottle service what am i doing okay so you have to reserve a table um uh, which you can do through by like calling the club or if you know like one of the um I'm trying to think of what these guys are called, but they're like promoters. Promoter, there we go. Yeah. Uh, you have to call one of the promoters and get one on like one of their lists, and um, you'll be assigned to like either like it depends on the club. So either like I would have my own table, or there'd be a group of girls that would be like handling one table. Um, 
you say I would have 10 people, I would say, okay, you have to buy at least four bottles. Something right, like right. that. Right, right. So, okay, oh, so it's like, wow. okay, this many people get this many bottles. Yep, yep. Right. And the bottles, I mean, if you could get a bottle for like 200 bucks in like a place like this, you're doing great. Like that's yeah, that was the, uh, the absolute. That, yeah, yeah. two hundred was the absolute. There you go. Your fifth of uh, a thirty-five dollar vodka. If that. Oh, yeah, wow. I always tell the story that, um, which I used to work Latin nights a lot. Um, yeah, at this it seems club. like a theme here. It <laughs> is. I think my boss like knew like oh she speaks Spanish oh like she can handle this or whatever. Yeah, just, and you were so Latin just kind of yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so he utilized that, but um, I would sell a ten or no, a twelve pack of. Like uh, Modelos yeah. for eighty dollars. Jesus, a twelve pack. A twelve pack, all <laughs> bottles. Day. Like all day. Uh, uh, no cans. Uh, <laughs> twelve cans. pack of Modelo cans for eighty dollars. You could all get like day. ten cases of that for eighty yep. bucks. Yeah. It was like, I mean, so whatever. So when it, the bottle service was even crazier because, like, a bottle of like Jack Daniels could like start around four hundred dollars, and you're like, what the hell? Wait, uh, so like so uh I, like someone comes in they're like yo i'm here with my crew right <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get so you'd call like you'd reserve like an area right and then so eight o'clock runs around you know s7k the dance crew runs in <laughs> and we're like here we're gonna drink and we're gonna dance and we're not gonna do both okay so either way you get to your table right and then Brianna comes up like, hi, I'm going to be your bottle service girl. Uh, you have 10 people. I would suggest getting four bottles just so you don't run out right away. And they're like, yeah, four yeah I, how did you sell it? Yeah. That's a good, uh, how, how did the salesmanship go? Um, yeah. So I guess it really, so it, there's no like, there's no like, I would suggest you get that. It's like, yeah, like you're not sitting here unless you get that kind of, it's more like that. Oh, and so, yeah. um, <laughs> and like, but it was, was it like right like, there right away or would you take their order and you're like, actually, the no, minimum it's, it's is not on me it's more so like they're like i want a table i'm like okay well how many people do you have okay the, like my boss says you have to get this many or whatever gotcha guys so and right I'm, off pulling, the bat. I'm pulling the sweetheart card from the beginning <laughs> you, know, you know the same one i've been using yeah, for yeah. 20 like, years it's man. not me it's my boss <laughs> yeah exactly. he's yeah. the worst um, I don't know what's wrong with him. Yeah, no. he's a jerk. jerk. He gets mad no one. At me if you none don't of us like him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He said he's no. gonna fire me if you don't buy six bottles right now. Yeah, but you have right to still. like you sell it by the experience. So, like if I'm grabbing this empty water bottle, but if I'm grabbing it, so usually I have sparklers. I'm coming over with a sign. Like it's a, it's an event. Ah, it's like, an you event. Yeah, you have to make bottle. it. Yeah. Do, do you scene. have to? Do you have to bring that stuff, or is that supplied? But like the sparklers and like the sign. Well, my boss is, supplies it. He okay, like okay. so you have this many sparklers. So they, use them so, wisely. Yeah. So it was like a <laughs> thing then. So like okay. Yeah. And then, like, you come over, like, all the girls come over when you buy a bottle. All of us, we all go over. We're like, woo, yeah, here's your bottle. <laughs> and, like, and you did it. You got to the club and paid for the bottle. <laughs> yeah. Like, here's your, yeah, here's your 12 pack of Modelo. Yeah. You won capitalism. Yeah. 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 So yeah, you walk over, you have me. this sign, you have the sparklers. The other girls are like, whoop de doo, right? Like, you're doing your yeah. thing. And then they get it, and then, like, is that it? Are you, like, do you have to get them ice? Are you refilling, like, more bottles? Like, how does it work? Yeah, so I, like, you constantly keep out ice. 
Um, and then like every so like every half hour, I would just come in, like dump that ice, get new ice, new cups, like new straws. Um, I always go to check on the girls that are with them, make sure like they don't need anything. They need any special smart, drinks. Smart I go move. get them. Smart move. Yeah. This and is what then, I love it is you spend all this money for a bottle of liquor that you end up pouring yourself the entire night. <laughs> yeah. 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 You do. Honestly, you serve like, yourself. I'll serve the first drink sometimes, like if I'm like not crazy. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, a lot of times it's self-serve, but and then they would break like 20% gratuity into each bottle. And then most of the time people tip on top of that. So like like I said, usually the bottles were like four hundred dollars, so it's like eighty dollars each. Yeah. For minimum, you're talking three hundred and sixty dollars. Yeah. And, and then, that's um, one gimmick. Yeah. That's yeah, it's one table and then tips usually on top of that. So like I mean, it was just a crazy job, and it was honestly, I really liked it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And like but, you're meeting people, like are you're meeting like like sports celebrities and like things like that as well, right? Like these are like and like music people, like are those the type of people coming in? <laughs> yeah. So I was saying that like basically, I went to talk to people who had like jobs and stuff that I was looking forward to having when I was older, and and yeah. like they were just kind of like, yeah, I'm like not really trying to have this conversation in the middle of a club which i totally get right. um but i've seen them like every week and stuff like that and so like it's just now yeah. kind of starting to hit to where they're like oh i see you're like in business now I'm like yeah i was trying to try to tell you that like six years ago yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like hey man you could have been here from the beginning but you yeah. just were like preoccupied with your bottles you know <laughs> man that's cool so like you would see like entrepreneurs you would see like pseudo celebrities but you were you would you say you were more interested in speaking with the entrepreneurs and the pseudo celebrities then like you wanted to talk to the oh, business yeah. guys you're like look i'm trying to do this what like how would you yeah. go or you wanted jaywell who was both celebrity and an entrepreneur Ooh. i never met her i you know what that's like a lot of the girls kind of like you know flock to like the nfl players and stuff like that um yeah. I usually flocked away from that. Especially, especially here in Philadelphia. <laughs> NFL, oh basketball, yeah. Yeah, and like, give me my Jeff Bezos. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, tell me more about your e-commerce business. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> what was your effective tax rate last year? Are you sure you're not maximizing your deductions? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's hilarious to think, like, like, there's, like, all these, like, guys at the club, like, super serious athletes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like total specimens, dressed to the nines, mm -hmm. buying all these booze. And then you got some dork there that just created like the new fast, like the guy who's like, I just created that uh, Snapchat. What do you think? You know, and you're <laughs> like, hey, how did you set that up? What's your social media like? Blah, blah, blah. You know, like that's and how you did it. If you guys don't mind, I have my one story of when I was bouncing and somebody tried to flex on me. So oh, let's uh, do it. Let's go. <laughs> so, uh, Brain, I, I bounced at McFadden's, both the one at Third Street and the one at the ballpark. And, uh, you know, McFadden's was real close to what was the place? Um, Finnegan's Wake. Yeah. So anyway, I'm bouncing there the one time, and uh, this this one guy and his wife are like making an ass out of himself. I'm just, I just tell him like to stop doing it, and the guy's like, "Do you know who I am?" I'm like, I have no idea who you are. I don't care. I'm, I'm like 20, 21, and anyway, like I go to kick him out, and it turns out he's the guy that like owns uh, Finnegan's Wake, and he's like, "You're never gonna work in this town again." I'm like, "I'm a bouncer. I make eleven dollars an hour. How much worse could it get?" <laughs> Plus, I'm like graduating in a couple of years. So, yeah. you know, I, I kick him out. And then at the end, he's like, let me, uh, like, he's like, let me take your number and your name. So I start getting my number. It's uh, 567 or 867 5309. And he puts that on his phone. <laughs> and then he's like, well, what's your name? And I'm like, it's uh, John. And he writes that down. I'm like, Jacob 
uh, Jingleheimer, as he's writing Jingleheimer's right, goes, he's making fun of you. And I'm like, of course I'm making fun of this asshole. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but, you uh, didn't get it when you said eight, six, seven, five, three. He was drunk. He was completely yeah, drunk. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, <laughs> the, the, the asshole that used to own Finnegan's Wake, uh, you did not stop me from getting a job. You'll never stop me from getting a job. So, yeah. uh, yeah, go, yeah, go eat a <laughs> what, a, what a piece of shit. I ran into like two, like Joel and Bede was at the oh. one time. And uh, I, was he? I, I I didn't like serve him or anything. I oh, didn't get the answer. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I remember everyone's like, I just walked in and I'm like, wow, that guy's super tall. And then <laughs> everybody's like, you don't know who that is? And I'm like, no. And like that's how I wasn't most like the players. I just was like, yeah. like you don't know who that is. I'm like, yeah. not a clue. Yeah. But I would like. I remember the one time this like entrepreneur came in, and we had like a super strict dress code, and so like you couldn't come in in sneakers at all. Like it was an yeah. absolute yeah, yeah. not happening. Yeah. Yeah. And so this guy was wearing black spiky uh, Louboutins, and they were like, he can't come in. I'm like, um. Do you I'm know like, what his, that is? I'm like, his shoes are like $6,000, yeah. buddy. He could come in. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm like, show him the bottom of your shoe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these, yeah. Uh, these aren't Air Force Ones. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. does it recognize Joel Embiid? But I will recognize those shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, hey, that's your, I mean. Hey, you probably uh, stopped them from losing out on a couple grand that night because somebody's wearing yeah. those shoes is throwing down uh, yeah. pretty hard. Yep. Exactly. Plus, too, I mean, like an entrepreneur could offer you a lot more than a professional basketball player could anyway, you know, right? Like yeah. as far as like if you're looking for future opportunities, you know what I mean? Like I'm not saying like, you know, basketball players can't offer anything. I'm just saying like for you, right? Like what's he going to – what's Joel Embiid going to do? Teach you how to play basketball? You know, like this guy can teach you how to build a business from the ground up. I think that's way more valuable. I could use a basketball lesson probably for sure, but um... – <laughs> Yeah, I think we all could, but <laughs> – all right, fans, time for breaking the action to bring back one of our favorite segments. This is What's Going Down in Gamer Town with our good friend Dominic McGinley, a.k.a. the Dami Lama. Lama, what's going down in Gamer Town? All right, so I, I'm feeling a little nostalgia right now. And when it comes to nostalgia in the world of gaming, there is one game. One game I never get tired of. And that is Super Smash Bros. Melee, the second install installment of the Super Smash Bros. series released for the N Nintendo GameCube almost two years after the first installment for the Nintendo 64. Matt, no other game has blown my mind like this one. This game features many playable characters from the Nintendo franchises such as Super Mario, Legend of Zelda, Star Fox, Pokemon, and many more. The graphics are unbelievable for 2001, has a kick-ass soundtrack, many stages and game modes to choose from, and I always had a great time pl playing whether I was with my friends, brothers, or just by myself. Almost 20 years later, this game never ceases to amaze me. Alright, that was another rousing segment of What's Going Down in Gamertown with our good friend Dominic McGinley, a.k.a. Dami Lama. Now, back to the show. <laughs> nice. Okay, so let's keep it moving then, because that's like a fascinating job. Like, that's something like me and Pete would never do. Like I would never, I don't think, I don't think I could get a job bottle service at a nightclub. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I don't think they really hire guys used for that. No. Yeah, no, the hundred percent. They do not. They do. Matt, not. the best we can do is bartender. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't yeah. even make it that far. You did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, and it's not like I'm bartending at a nightclub either. Cause either you have to be like a, uh, like a jacked ripped Guido kind of guy 
or you got to be like a model. You know what I mean? I was, but I'll tell you this. I don't know. I bet I made more money at the places I did than they did because like you make a ton of money at like the blue collar spots. Like they're really good to you, you know? Yeah. So, okay. So let's keep it going. Um, you're at the, you're doing bottle service at the nightclub. And then uh, you're in your last semester of college. And then you left there, become a social media manager at like this air conditioning company. Right. Yeah. And you were there, you weren't there that long. And then why did you leave that company? Yeah. So first things first, it was like great company, like uh, loved everyone I worked with. And yeah. like, it was what I wanted. It was like the, the, the office salary job. I wanted. Yeah. It was yeah. like the benefits. It was like everything I wanted, but it just, it wasn't right. I just like feeling like I was like, it's not, it's not here for me. Yeah. And, and I just want to interject real quick because this is one of those things where it's like a zoomer experience. Like social media manager did not exist for any no. generation before yours. Yeah. And it's like, you, like people like they love it. You see the Wendy's going after the Burger King on Twitter and all that stuff. And I'm like, that's a fucking job. Like someone's like, you know what? I'm going to run the Wendy's Twitter account. So like, that's just like, but dude, that's yeah, like, like but that's, but you're right. Where like, there's times, like, I remember I saw this thing where like a WWE guy, he hit up the Wendy's Twitter and he's yeah. like, I've been waiting for my sandwich for like 10 minutes. And then the Wendy's Twitter was like, please don't, you know, power slam the Wendy's. We'll have your chicken yeah. out in a minute. Like, there's no, like, that wasn't a court, like, there was no, like, that's not some, you know, 60 year old manager that's a VP of a company talking to like a potential major representative. But that's free advertising that they got to millions of people saw that from some, you know, Zoom, Zoom kid, right? Or whatever, like yeah. this, some, you know, DuckTales generation wannabe, right? <laughs> so, okay. So you, you were doing, you're, you're there, like, this is like your first kind of office experience. You're doing your thing. You're enjoying it kind of like you like the people you work with. You're in an office setting, which is like the professional setting you wanted to be. You have a salary, your work, like you get your bennies, you get your 401k, like started, like all that gimmick, right? You're there. Then what happens? Yeah, what's the day to day? Yeah, give us the day to day in the social media manager. How, how do the burns come up? Like, what were you doing? Uh, so for them, they had a lot of like local competitions. So I was trying to use like search engine opt optimization uh, along okay. with their website to try and like put them up in the ratings when you were just going to look so, for someone like that. So this is like when somebody Googles them, they're on the front page. Yeah, and they were already in the front page. But I was kind of trying like like Bump push their uh, competition you, out of my way. How do you um, get how do you get search engine optimization? Uh, I mean, there's a lot to, to SEO. There's a lot to it, but um, for cool. them specifically um we were doing like a lot of like um check-ins with like pictures and stuff like that so it looked like there was a lot more activity going on um and so like google would recognize like oh there's a lot going on here on their website like there's people checking in here and there and like we're posting Ooh. pictures of jobs we did yeah. and um they didn't really and have so, just uh for, for the people like i guess just for the people that are listening it, it's kind of like basically google has algorithms there are certain things that if you do google recognize and like okay we're going to bump you up and your job is to say what is, how, how do i get to the top of the google what are the check marks i have to hit and then just make sure we're doing that like like figuring out how google works so that you can make sure that your guys are, are the best ones yeah nice. yeah that's yeah. genius though that is genius right yeah 
Like, and that's not easy either. So you have to convince. Well, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I, I, I Google everything. And if it's the first page, like everybody I, does. I never go to the second everybody, page. Everybody does. <laughs> everybody does. You're exactly right. You're 100% right. Thing, yeah, whatever. You always go to the first page. Do you think reviews help with that too? Like the more five-star reviews oh, you get, that's like the gimmick. Yeah, yeah so people listening, uh, rate five stars for us, please. You know, we'd like some <laughs> Google optimization, you sons of bitches. All right. So nice. So, but that's something too, like you, like Pete went to college, you know, like you'd have people that are in the same field that probably have been there for years, right? Like at your company, not doing the same thing, right? Like, like, like they're doing something different, right? But like, you're, you're more of an asset to someone that like potentially, you're more of an asset to someone that's been like a paper pusher there for like 20 years, you know, like, cause you're being creative and you're having like find finding ways to become like, you know, ha, ha, like find this optimization and discover this thing, which like people didn't really know about this prior to you doing it. Right. Yeah, but now Brianna, it's a necessity. Were you their first uh, social media manager or had they had somebody before that? Um, I think he told me he had someone who was, like um, a secretary slash dabbling in social okay. media. But it wasn't okay. like so you were the first position. one that they hired that this is the, you, this is your area and this is what you're going to work on. Yeah. It was like yeah. a designated role. I mean, and he knew what he was doing. He actually had a marketing company outside of this to where he would do this for other people. Yeah. But, oh, nice. um, it was, I think the hardest part is actually trying to take old, old practices and use them in like the, the newer social media technology and getting people to yep. go along with it because a lot of people are resistant to it. Yeah. And, yep. um, you know, I try to explain, like, when you're hiring someone to come out to your house and be in your home with your family to fix, like, your air conditioner or something like that, like, you want to kind of trust that person that's yeah. behind the company. And yeah. you have to really show, like, um, the human side behind that. So you're yeah. not sending, like, crazy people over to their house. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, you want <laughs> Yeah. And that's uh for, for us like we have a uh, like I know every neighborhood has like their Facebook page and for us you know we're Man Young so we have the Roxboro the Roxboro, Roxboro Ranch, Ranch and Raves page yeah but that is like kind of how I find my handyman and everything is it's just like hey the you know people like these guys are on the page like they're getting promoted and I kind of like yeah. you know <laughs> yeah no you're absolutely right yeah it is but that's like that's just how the world is now but that's a great thing though like to be able to stay that connected like everyone's kind of got a got a got a guy. Right. You yeah. know, or you can find like a, like, Oh, I got a guy for this. Or, you know what I mean? Like that's Google's like the ultimate got a guy. It's not the, uh, bit, take out the yellow pages, drop it open and be like, all right, I guess I'll see what happens. <laughs> I mean, but I, I will say this: social media is huge, but referral by word of mouth is still, I think, number one. That's the, like, I feel like, well, I think that's what this is. This is the combination. Find, social yeah. media is the, yeah. is the combination of word of mouth and marketing coming together. Where it's like, okay, now, you know, I have these marketing companies and then I have, you know, like the actual human inner experience and I'm bringing it together and making it one little, you know, yeah. marketing baby. Not just good looking, yeah. but you're a genius as well. So, all right, <laughs> let's keep it moving. So, uh, all right. So, you were at, you're running the social media manager at the air conditioning company. You leave there. And this is where you start going down a road where good on you, man. So you're 21 at this time, right? And yeah. you leave a salary-based position in a job you're very comfortable and successful at. And you like you had had all the things you wanted, the benefits, the 401k, all that stuff. You leave all that, right? 
to start your own business. And we're going to have a link to all everything like your Instagram, your website, everything. There'll be a link in the description of this episode with all of this stuff it's about 4.9 stars on google i don't know who the asshole is who didn't go for a full five but that son of a bitch yeah re re-urban it <laughs> re-urban it we're gonna spell r-e-u-r-b-a-n space it re-urban it it's a fantastic follow on instagram you get to see uh brianna's work on a daily basis i love all her pictures that she sends out and honestly, she has a couple of skills here that I really didn't even know existed. But when thinking about it, it's absolutely fascinating. And the business that she has, it's ingenious. And she does a great job marketing herself, running the day to day. She has employees that work for her. Like it's, and she's only 24 years old. She's been doing this since she was 21, right? Now, Matt, I, yeah, I don't know what this what this place does. I'm just scrolling through Facebook, and I can tell you right now, when I show my wife, we're going to be visiting. No, bro, bro, dude. She, and like, t talk about location. She's located in Bristol, right on the water. She's got a beautiful ah. shop there. People could come in and check it out. Her social media presence is a, an, an unbelievable. She's like, also too, like, think about this. She used 21. So three years ago, she started it. A year and a half into the gimmick, right? Yeah. Pandemic hits. Right? Ugh. Right? So a lot of people would have folded, right? But, you yeah. know. Like she is saying before, she's determined. When she has a goal, she sets her mind to it and she does it. She's not a pushover. She's not easily like swayed. Like she saw the end in sight. She stuck with it. She hung tough. She was able to get through that and thrive, right? And now yeah. she has a business that's thriving, right? So I kind of want to get into it. Really excited to talk about this because this is something like, you know, like a young entrepreneur, business owner who like knows what she wants, knows what she wants, likes to do, not afraid to do it her way and take risks. So I want to start this first. So the name of the company is Reurbanit. So I want to talk about how did you come up with the name for Reurbanit? Um, you know what? People always ask me this question and I wish I had like a really good answer. Like, oh, you know, it's like, <laughs> hit me up. No, it was... I wanted re in it in the beginning, yep. um, and I wanted it at the end. And that's all right. I knew. I was like, something has to go in the middle, but I know it's ending yeah. here. And my mom and me are throwing things like together, like, what about this? What about this? And then she says, well, we're lo we were located in the city then. So she was like, well, well, how about re-urban it? And I was like, oh, my God, like, genius. My mom is a freaking <laughs> <laughs> shout out to your mom too yeah, love your mom serious the biggest <laughs> shout out to my mom <laughs> so yeah so let but let's talk so reurbanate what you're doing is is you're refurbishing and like uh like like refurbishing and redoing furniture but that's not all you're doing you're staging houses you're repairing old furniture you're flipping houses right like this is all kind of comes into like the different streams of income that you have added with just this one place. So yeah. re-urban it, you're, you're taking furniture and we'll have like pictures and stuff on your promo poster and everything like that. And we'll try and splice some pictures into the, uh, the video edit, but the stuff you're putting out there is phenomenal. And uh, we had talked about this earlier where painting is like one of your hobbies and something you like to do. Yeah. And you showed a picture to me when we were talking. It was of you, you're, you're flipping a house, right? Or you're helping someone flipping a house and they had a fireplace there. 
And all of the houses that you flip, you redo the fireplace. And I saw this and Mm -hmm. it was absolutely beautiful. Right. And like, it took you some time to do it and you like stuck to it and did it, but you redid the entire fireplace. It looked like it, it like to completely transform the room that the fireplace was in. This isn't like a common skill to have. This is a very unique thing. Like you do the furniture very well. You do like the, the staging of the house and things like that. But like being able to like completely paint a fireplace and, and, you know, while running your furniture business, I mean, to me, this is absolutely fascinating and a hell of a skill and you should be very proud of what you're doing. Right. So let's, let's talk. So Reurban, it's been around for three years, right? So how did you learn and how did you discover your interest in refurbishing furniture? Um, so again, back to my mom being a freaking genius, but, um, she said she's, yeah seriously common scene but um so she was like yeah you paint pictures and like my mom flip uh flips houses whatever so she always had so much furniture that the person had just left there and um she was like why don't you just paint a piece of furniture and I was like you're crazy I don't know how to do that (laughs) um, she's like you could do it and so I'm like on YouTube and I'm googling something so I'm like all right I'm gonna try it yeah. And I tried it and I wanted to do like, I was like stick to small pieces, do like little end tables and stuff. And then I wanted to do full blown bedroom sets. And she's like, don't do it. It's way too much. Don't do it. <laughs> and I remember the first piece I did was like a five piece bedroom set. Um, French provincial from 1920s. I loved it. And um, oh, wow. So I took it from like, like yellow to like a light, like gray, like the color of my walls behind me. And yeah. it's and so are these just painted. diamonds in the rough? You're just finding these old front, like, like just old furniture that was nice that just needed to be refurbished. It's just like in this house. You're like, all right, I'll just turn it into art. But like, dude, like that's like the, those pieces, they're like can almost priceless, right? Oh, I'm looking, like, I'm scrolling through and it's, it's a, yeah, it's beautiful furniture. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and Pete, you have the best eye for furniture. So, <laughs> so, but either way, so you find this, you're saying you found this 1920s, like wood bedroom set, right? Yeah. Do you know what type of wood it was like a mahogany or something like that? No, it was, it was a blonde wood. I'm not really sure exactly which one, but it was sure. a blonde wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like a cedar or something along those lines, but either way, right? Yeah. So um, you find this bedroom set and you're like, it's like kind of like on its last leg. But you were able to re like just like like re reinvent it really right and re reinvigorate it and go ahead so you painted it gray and then go from there. Yeah, and I um I had to learn a lot about like what the whole process is of refinishing and and um I find so many pieces that just need like people um just have pieces that they are in their original wood condition no longer fit their aesthetic of their home um but they're still solid wood and like you can't get furniture like this anymore um and so like um i mean you come across handcrafted stuff too don't you yeah i do but almost piece every piece i like come across is 80 plus years old and so like they've lasted they're gonna last you know what i mean and you're i'm selling them like I mean, a dresser is like three, four hundred dollars. It's gonna be the same price you're paying at like wherever to yeah, get like part Sears. of the board. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, where where yeah, you're gonna yeah. go to? What's the one Swedish place? Uh, IKEA. 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 You're gonna go to IKEA. You're gonna get some gimmick made out of plastic or like particle board. You're, it's gonna be impossible to put together. It's gonna look like schmutz, 
right? Like where you go to your place, you're getting something, a handcrafted piece. People don't understand if to get a handcrafted antique piece now, right? Like it's like you're paying astronomical amounts of money where you're getting like a refurbished, pretty much brand new handcrafted piece. That's like an antique that's been passed down from generations well, to generations. Yeah. Possibly and, and that's why I'm excited about it. Cause like literally, uh, so, you know, we, you know, me and my wife, we had the Ikea furniture or whatever. And now we've just been slowly replacing everything with things we find at antique shops. So you kind of, oh. my wife is like always hunting on the Facebook pages. She's so we have like a, Fucking blow yeah, we had this old kind of dresser thing that we turned into a TV stand, and it has like the accordion door and all that stuff. Oh, so like yeah. we uh, we love it, yeah, big fan, yeah. dude. But I like the history of it too. Like oh, yeah. you see, like old pieces that are like built a specific way that they only had like these tools back when these were being built, and they didn't well, have like I, major manufacturing. And it's like it's I incredible. love the old accordion desk where they had the desk and they pull the thing down and lock it. And I'm like, what the hell is this guy working off where, like, no one in his house could see his desk? I'm like, what, oh, what's he doing? Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. I do a lot of those roll-top desks. I love the roll-top desks. Yeah. yeah oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. That's badass, man. I think my mom used to have one of those back in the day. But, dude, like, yeah. to get one of those, like, oh, man. Like, just even, like, the material this stuff's made out of. Like, right now, if you would go to any, like, store and buy it, right? It's it's not quality material, you know. Like your or if it is, you're you're paying thousands. You're not paying hundreds. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, big time. And it's yeah. not like and you and you're paying for something that like you know is supposedly fashionable. Where like you're almost looking at it as like it's almost like a custom piece when you go yeah. to Brianna's. Like it is like yeah. yeah when you go to reurban it. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> it's in like it looks like another thing. I'm taking does, notes now. So of all the stuff I'm keeping dibs on. Yeah, we'll have the address. We'll have the address for the store in the description with a link to the website, a link to the social media pages, and everything like that, where you can view all her stuff and you can go in and visit her. What are the store hours, Brianna? Uh, we are Wednesday through Friday, ten to six, and weekends nine to four. Beautiful. Oh, nice. And you're in lovely yeah. Bristol. Right we on are, the river. and we offer delivery. Uh, as long as you're within an hour and we have very highly trained movers and they offer it fair prices. Yeah. We got you. You don't That's have to good. build it yourself. We'll bring it in. You're good to go. Yeah. Jeez, old had, party uh, boy Pete's back has been going out a lot lately. So. <laughs> too much partying for old party boy. Too much dancing. Finally caught up to him. <laughs> yeah. When dancing is outlawed, only the outlaws will dance. <laughs> so, all right. So that's fantastic. I do want to say this, and we had brought this up when we talked in the pre-show. What you're offering to people, right? So me and Pete, we both have young families, right? We're like, I, we've only been, we've been married for, <laughs> I said this on the another episode. I was like, me and Pete got married literally like days apart, right? Like it was like he got yeah, like I one think or I got, two days. Yeah, yeah. It was like one or two days apart from each other. We got married, and uh, I we were on a former episode, and I was like, "Yeah, we just celebrated our three year wedding anniversary." And Pete was like, oh, "Man, I don't want to get you in trouble, but we've only been married for two years." And I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> 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 but so either way. Uh, but but what you're doing like say pete buys something pete like and i'm just being hypothetical say pete buys like uh like a dresser or a bureau or something along those lines, or i buy something like that right that piece of furniture has is gonna last for a long time that if i have kids and then i have grandkids 
right? Say it's like a chair. I remember my mom used to have this chair that she would like read to us in that she had gotten refurbished and things like that. And like her dream was to hand that chair down, right? Eventually, like I broke it. It is what it is. You know, <laughs> I'm a rough guy. But either way, like if like, you had something like a rocking chair or whatever that could be handed down from generation to generation, you're creating like family heirlooms and memories and things like that. We had had previously on the show, uh, Mr. Carl Bowers, right? He had felled a tree in his backyard. He had taken the tree from a spot of maple. He had taken the wood from the tree that he knocked down himself and he built a grandfather clock, right? And he gave that grandfather clock to his son's family. So his son's family is going to pass on to their sons, going to pass on to their sons. So you're doing the same thing where you have furniture that you're taking that like didn't have a home or a place to go that was going to be destroyed. And you're taking that and you're recreating it and you're giving it as like an heirloom to a new family so they can have the stories and the memories with this piece of furniture. And that's not to be understated. That's a very great thing that you're doing. You're providing like almost like a heritage for these families, you know, and like there's stories that they're going to build with the furniture that they're getting from you. And that wouldn't be possible if you didn't do what you're doing. And like this, this shit was just being thrown away in the trash because people didn't see the value in it. Right. So you should be very proud of what you're doing. And you're also adding a service to someone. And I think that's a great thing that you're doing, you know, and you're kicking ass doing it. So, you know, keep doing what you're doing. You know what I mean? Thank you. Yeah, of course. Of course. So let's talk about this, right? So you're doing, you have the business where you're refurbishing the furniture. You're also repairing the furniture, right? Then when you're flipping houses, and like we said, you're repainting the fireplaces of the houses you flip and things like that and doing a great job, but also you're doing something that I didn't know this was a thing, right? And it's called staging, right? So you can you kind of, for the student odds out there that aren't as well educated as me and Party Boy Pete, can you kind of explain, <laughs> yeah, can you kind of explain what staging is? Yeah, um, so there's multiple types of staging, um, but the one I usually do is residential houses that are going to be on the market for sale. Yeah. Um, and new construction homes tend to have a cold feeling. They don't feel like a family has lived there. Yep. And they don't make you want to like sit down and have a meal. And one yeah. of my favorite things about my store and my staging is that people come in and they sit down. It's like, it's like, I want you to feel that comfortable yeah. that you will yeah. sit down and, and have a good time with us. But, um, that's what I do. So I'll go in and I'll say, usually people call me and say, listen, the layout here is weird. Can you show us how I can fit my sectional and my TV in here and make it look good? Mm. And I'm like, yeah, I got you. No problem. Yeah. Or if the house hasn't sold, because there's certain things that um, people look for when they're buying a house. Men yeah. tend to look directly. Where's the TV going to go? Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, there's only two Not pieces wrong. of furniture I actually care about. The couch, my long sectional couch, and the TV. Yes, and the TV. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I, I, time. You're like, I've dealt with you people before. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah. And women, we go straight um, for the kitchen and the dining room. We're like, okay, where yeah. is our family going to sit? Where yeah. can I cook? There's enough room in here because I have a rule. And it's when I'm in the kitchen, get the, got the kitchen, okay? Smart. That's yeah. it. It's a good rule. It's a good rule to have. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, there's certain things that, and every single family is different and they have different needs. But um. That's kind of what I, I set it up to where you can picture your family living in this house. And um, I'll use a lot of realtors use my services. And um, we actually offer like discounts to a lot of their clients after they use our services to help furnish nice. their home too. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, if you put some of your furniture in a home that you're staging, like, and someone sees that piece, 
and they're like, I love that. Can that be part of the sale? Right. Then like, yeah. you know, like that's an option as well. That's it genius. Is. That's mm -hmm. genius. Cause you're basically <laughs> like setting it up. Like, look, I have the first piece of furniture for this wall and I'm going to put it there and they're going to fucking eat it up. Bam. Yeah. Another well, I'm sale. a marketing kind of girl. So, yeah. you know what I mean? If yeah. I can market to you, I'm going to do it. Yeah. You can sell glue to a horse. I'll tell you that. <laughs> she can market to you in several languages. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's fantastic. So the staging though, seems to be like, it's kind of fun. So but I do want to like, is how's it go? Like, so, okay. So, so you're moving the furniture. So you call your guys, do you go like, I remember there's this one moving company. I mean, we don't have to shout them out, but I think they're called college hunks moving junk or something like yeah. that. But like, it's one of those, like you call your movers and you're like, look, we got, and like, there are different movers. There's like guys that like call junk all the time, but there's guys that are like professional moving, like pieces that are very delicate, like chandeliers and, china cabinets like stuff that has to be very taken care of you know you don't go for the college chunks with that one <laughs> no 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 you go for the pros so yeah. like you call your pros you're like all right guys we're coming here and we're staging the house so like they'll move the stuff in and then do you tell them like look this is gonna go here this is gonna go here like this this is gonna go here like this and this is gonna go here like this yeah and you're like this is more feng shui over here right <laughs> like is that like kind of how it goes or are you moving the furniture yourself uh no, the guys move it and then um if I can move a piece by myself, I'll move it. Um, I'm a very hands-on type of person yeah. and I don't, I'm very impatient, but I'm um, so I'm kind of like, yeah, okay, I'll get it. But um, and if it's like know, an end table or something, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and they know kind of how I am. Like they know that just because I put something that way, it's not going to necessarily stay that way. Yeah. Cause I have to try different things out to give the best sure, sure. feeling to the room yeah. and um, serve the clients better. And, um, they were, I work with delivery guys every day, so they're kind of just used to my style and yeah. whether we're picking you, things up deal. or delivering or staging or whatever. Yeah. If you work at Reurbanet, we're doing something different every day. I'm telling you this too. I guarantee that I used to, I used to work for a hauler and like a junk mover and stuff. I guarantee that the Stunads moving the furniture are much happier to move the furniture for you than some like eight year old granny. That's like, you're stepping on my cat's tail. Get Get out of the way. Like, you know, take off I your mean? shoes. I got a white carpet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're much happier working for you than one of those ladies. So nice. So, so you're kind of, but like, that just brings up like another theme that we've been talking about besides the Latin theme, besides the, oh, there, what, what was it? What's the dog's name again? Aww. This is Raina. She just came in from a walk. Oh, <laughs> man. Dog lover on the show. Isn't that nice? Yeah, uh, a pit bull rescue. Jesus oh, nice. Christ. Bill Burr, there's a comedian, Bill Burr. He has the best, he has the best saying about pit bulls. He's like, pit bulls are they're a, like a gun that you can pet, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like if you're walking down, like you can be walking through the roughest neighborhood. I don't care. You could be rocking through like war-torn Afghanistan. If you have a pit bull, they're getting the fuck out of the way. You know what I mean? Like, there's no one going to be like, uh, maybe I'll go bother. No, if you have the pit bull, forget it. Jesus. Those dogs, too. Talk about athletic specimens. They're unreal, those dogs. Yeah, oh she's, a, she's a sweetheart. She um she really loves guys. Like, as soon as, like, like my boyfriend's friends come in the house, she's like, oh, I just want to hang out with them. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> she, she's yeah. A total, she's a party girl. Yep. She is. She's we funny. Mm -hmm. But she's she's really sweet. Um, 
Aww. you know, unless you mess with her mom, then, you know, then you got a That's problem. How That's how it's supposed to be. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> so for those people listening, not seeing this, uh, Brianna's dog, Raina, is a beautiful white pit bull. Gorgeous. Super sweet. Came in just to bother mom. You know, but if you're listening to this, you can't see it, but we will have the video available on YouTube at the Working Perspectives Podcast channel. So make sure yeah, you watch it. Raina's very cute. So she's worth checking out the video. Hey, hey. <laughs> damn right. Also, Pete's pretty cute too. So he's worth trying. <laughs> and so, uh, Matt, the, the Sixers are up by 13 and I got my. Look at that. Sixers hat on, baby. That's it. Your lucky hat. That's a sweet Former hat. Brianna Klein, Joel Embiid is going off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Former person, she didn't know who the hell he was. <laughs> nice. So, okay, cool. So you're staging houses, you're doing all that. That's cool, right? And yeah. then you're repairing the things and then <clears throat> you're like redoing the fireplaces when you flip, right? And you like, you feature, this is another thing that's really cool. So what you'll do at your store, it's not just your stuff that's in there, right? That's, that's correct, yeah. So you're bringing in other, like your store is like doing so well and your social media presence is so good. Like the shit you put out is so professional looking, right? And I shouldn't call it shit, but like <laughs> the pictures you put out on like your Insta and everything like that, it's really good stuff and really like clickbait, eye candy, scroll, whatever the hell you want to call it. Like it's stuff that like you look at. I like almost all of your posts because it does look professional. It does look well done. So yeah. other artists and other furniture artists are seeing this, right? And they're like, look, I want to get in on some of this. I want to get like some of what the kids would call your clout, right? Am I right? <laughs> I, know, I know what the kids are saying these days, right? I know who, I know who Jake Logan is, all right? So either way um these guys so what you're doing is uh like you're letting other artists rent out space in your store to put their furniture in to get a sale right yeah that's that's how so um our we have two different programs with um other artists one is like they rent a space and i handle their sales and i market their item for them and they oh, pay nice. just like a fee every month yeah and the other way is um Sometimes it doesn't even hit the store. I just sell it on my social media for them and we take a percentage base of it. And yeah. Whoa. Damn. And I, I like this. Uh, and, and is it like painting, sculptures, both or any like, uh, like what, what have you been getting in there? Uh, no furniture. It's all. Oh, like, furniture. Yeah, yeah. Oh, furniture wow. this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I see artists. So this is just people just like, oh, I'm doing my own thing with furniture and getting in this store. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That dude, but that just shows like the power of like her social media presence, her marketing skills, like everything like that, that people are coming to her, like, you know, like they're using yeah. her to help market their stuff. That just shows like the quality of her work. And that's fascinating and good on you. And if people, uh, if people want to reach out to you, if, if furniture artists out there want to reach out to you to use your store to market their stuff, can they contact you on Instagram or Facebook? Or yeah, how they absolutely. Reach out? I just asked them that they send me pictures of their products and like what, um, what they actually use to refinish. Cause I don't accept, um, certain products as like a top coat as a protective top coat some of them i don't trust as much and i don't want to give a like faulty <laughs> yeah. product yeah you're they, oh yeah hey, good yeah yeah you're it's your your business is your it's your brand name yeah you're as yeah. damn 
Look at you, boss ass. Look at this. <laughs> Look, we ain't taking none of that lead-based paint bullshit. In <laughs> we're definitely not taking that. We're we're all about using <laughs> healthy things. And speaking of, you guys both have young kids. Um, that like the other type of furniture from IKEA and stuff like that. It is a little dangerous. The kids can pull it down on them and stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah, and choke. Um, what is if uh, Uncle Pete built it? Then yeah, it's definitely gonna fall apart. Yeah, same with old Uncle Maddie because there's always extra parts when I use that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Like, like, they they all these things. extra screws. Yeah, like I don't know what they wanted me to do with this, but you know, either way. But dude, you're right. And plus, too, every I mean. My, I know my kid, the first thing she does when she sees something is just bites it. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be biting lead-based paint like her old no. man used to do. <laughs> so, but no, so that's great. So, yeah, so uh, if you want to uh, reach out to Reurban It, if you're a furniture artist looking to air some of your stuff out there, you can reach out to Brianna on Instagram, just send her a picture yeah. of the stuff, and then let her know what the paint base is that you're using to top coat the furniture, right? Yeah, just let me know what products you use to refinish it, and like we're we're all good to go. And if even if you use products I don't like, I'm still like, hey, like I'm willing to work with you. Like on the next one, let's just use this product because I don't yeah. really like the other product. Um, yeah. And, quality uh, control. Quality. Yeah, yeah exactly. gotta quality control it. And another thing is, if you own a piece of furniture already, if you already have an heirloom that Ooh. you want to get redone, I am more than happy to make it fit in with your aesthetic now. And you could still keep your grandfather or grandmother's piece or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like you said, like, say, like, okay, that's fantastic. So, say, like, Pete Pete bought a house, right? And he has some, yeah, and he has some furniture in there. And it was all this type of feng shui, right? But he's got this (laughs) rocking chair that he absolutely loves, that he has to have, but it doesn't match the feng shui. He can go to re-urban it. Reurban it will feng shui the shit out of it, and now it's going to match everything in the house. Well, I, I just like scrolling through the Facebook page. I really like what you're doing with the china stuff. Like, you know, it's like okay, here's like pieces that last forever, and it's like okay, you know what? I want to paint my kitchen white, and I don't know if the wood color or whatever goes with it. And you just kind of like make make it fit, and then when you repaint the kitchen, you can just do it all over again, so it lasts forever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can see that M behind you, Pete, and I I'm gonna guess that your wife picked it out um yeah. and <laughs> that's a that's a very popular style the white distressed with a little bit of the natural wood underneath the white so oh yeah <laughs> i could see that <laughs> yeah my wife makes all the decisions about everything in this household so same absolutely i don't like my mom will contact me and be like, hey, we're thinking of doing this for this holiday. What do you think? I'm like, why are you fucking talking to me? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Reach my secretary and she'll set up everything. All right. I'm not fucking <laughs> dealing with it. Okay. The only thing I bought says that too. She's like, I'm not calling him. I'm calling you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my mom yeah, would my... much rather speak to my wife than speak my... to me. So, so Brad, I'm one. I have four sisters. So, uh, my my wife is on sister chat with my sisters and my mom. Yeah. <laughs> so she knows all the updates from the family that I. She's like, "Did you hear about your aunt Karen?" I'm like, "No, what's going on? I have no idea what's going on with my family." Yeah. Like, you're the. <laughs> that's that's your realm now. <laughs> same, same. It's funny because uh, my wife actually was like, "You know who you should have on your show? Your cousin Brianna. I love her business. You know, like so." Yeah. Yep, yeah. it's a whole, I'm like in charge of the trash and like lifting heavy things, and she's yeah. in charge of everything else. Yep. Yeah, well, me yeah. and your wife need like a wine night or something because I love ah. her. She was so nice when I met her. 
Um, oh, my was, wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a- <laughs> well, Pete, your wife can come to you. She sounds yeah. like she has good taste. So yeah. we can have a summit, a summit of the wife's and Brianna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, no, my wife was saying the same thing. She's like, I loved your cousin. She's so sweet, you know? And I'm like, yeah, you don't really know her. She'll bite you. <laughs> they, try to, so they try to do some shitty dancing with her to her favorite song. <laughs> She's not so sweet then. <laughs> Let me tell you. Right? What does that Evan- If you try and lead on a song where she's already <laughs> leading. Oh, 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 don't even try and lead. Last thing you want to do. Yeah. What do you do? Do you, though, like when you're at the club, though? So back to the dancing, which was fascinating. Sorry, we'll get yeah. back to Reurban in a minute. I did That's have okay. this question I did want to ask. So say you are at the club and you're dancing, doing your thing, and then you see someone out there that's like killing it. And you're like, me and him would be pretty good. Do you approach them and say, like, Hey, let's get this dancing because I think we would work, or like is that just question. not happen? Yeah, no, I ask I a lot of girls don't ask guys to dance. I ask guys to dance all the time. And I usually really like to ask the guys that are like in the corner alone to dance. And one's like, come on, get out here, let's go, get out. What are you <laughs> oh, doing? Oh, in okay. the corner. S- sending mixed messages here, okay? Because <laughs> you'll reach out to a creep in the corner, but when the creep comes out of the corner to reach out to you to dance. It's no. like, bro, fucking, you're stepping on my toes here, guy. All no, right? you're like, more than welcome to ask me to dance. I'm, I, I love to dance with new people, but it's like, as long as I was just saying, as long as you're not creepy about it, like, just don't be weird. Yeah, just yeah. be polite. Yeah. Look, I think um, Brandon's at the stage where she can see someone walk, and she's like, that person knows how to dance. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, but like, so I know my my instructor. Like he has like beginners classes. And so like at the end of the beginner class, he was like, can you go in and dance with some of these people? So they know what to expect when we go out. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And so I seen them out at the club and I'm like, come on, let's go dance. And they're like, I'm nervous. And I'm like, well, don't be nervous. Like no one's going to judge. Like I I know you guys think it's like a very competitive thing, but like if someone's new, like we're not judging them. We're just kind of like, oh, glad they're out here, you know? Yeah, everyone's there to have fun. And like, you're just kind of getting the word out about the Latin dance vibes. This is where it's at. Competitive juices only start flowing when the jerks are in the room. You're like, that jerk, I know I'm better than him and he's been a jerk. Yeah. Well, I danced to the guy. Sashay me. (laughs) I danced to the guy that like, I think they said he was on Dancing with the Stars. It's like two weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah, so I walk in the club, right? So you guys love this. I feel like you love this setup. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. (laughs) So I walk in the club. I'm in like a like purple dress. Whoa! I'm like about to get my drink, and then this guy just the sparklers from the old coworkers are there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bottle service free is ready to go. (laughs) Okay. Purple dress, like, about to get your drink, and then yeah, okay. The guy's like, "You, me, dance floor, right now, basically, right?" And I'm like, "All right, okay." I'm like, "All right, hold on." Everyone, grab my purse. I gotta go dance with this guy, right? And what uh, um, what kind of shoes are you wearing? Heels or I? Flats or? Everyone says I'm crazy because I wear like heels while I'm out, and they all wear salsa shoes, which are heel, but they're a little bit easier to dance and I don't wear them because I just don't. I, How many I, ankles do you break in heels? I don't. I'm, you know I've been wearing heels for a very long time. Okay. So, um, yeah, like, I think my mom had me in little, like, wedges at, like, age four. So, um, yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. ready she, for this. You were, you were dolled up for sure. Yeah. So, okay. So, this guy, you're in, you're, in, you're, you're dressed to the nines. You got your favorite purple dress on. You're wearing your heels. <laughs> Right, you just walk into the club. This guy clocks you. He comes yeah. over. He's like, "You, me, floor, stat," and you're like, right. "You're like, bitch, hold my purse, right?" Yeah. And then exactly. you head out to the dance floor. What happens? 
And I'm like, I accept the challenge, right? And I'm like, this dude, <laughs> I'm like, he looks like he's a good dancer. I see he's wearing dance shoes, which if a guy's wearing dance shoes, it's like, okay, he must be a really good dancer. I didn't dancer, even know okay? there was dance shoes. Yeah. So, um, I mean, to say that the dance was like phenomenal. Like it was a, ama- it was a 10 out of 10, like everything oh, that you would hope and dream for. Right. And so my friends all look at me like, Great. I didn't know you danced that good. And I was like, I don't. That was all that guy. <laughs> really? <laughs> so he was like able to like 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 carry like I wouldn't say carry you, but like like kind of like advance you through the number. He's certainly more of an advanced dancer than I am. Um, and he was such a good leader that I was able to follow all the steps. And um, it just worked out really well. And it looked like it looked, it felt like people were recording us. I was like, this is crazy. Um, I wasn't expecting this. Did it feel like, did it feel like he started out slow and then got more advanced as he like kind of felt how he could dance where he was like, okay, like she can do this. She can do this then probably. So dance is always like that. You always dance basic for like with a new person, you start out basic and then you try something. You're like, oh, they can do that. Maybe they can do this. And then you kind of just like figure out where the level is that you are at. So this is like a professional and and like you're a good dancer. And like, so this had to be like a spectacle where it's like starts out slow and he just keeps getting going and going until like he gets to a level that he can't do and and he just didn't get there like does, does, yeah. does he is there like talking during these dances he like rumble or you know rumba sachet no there's no there's no verbal communication on what you're going to do um it's what? all physical so you're, just, you're feeling your way through the vibes are you yeah. kidding me oh yeah. man God. like a blind man in an orgy matt you have to feel your way through it <laughs> yeah man how about it dude <laughs> Dude, you know what? Okay, so I will say this. So in boxing, one of the big things that people like attracts people to boxing is that it's a major stress reliever, right? Like when you're like, even if you like just hit the bag or something like that, like punching something and and everything, it's like a big time stress reliever, right? When you're dancing, like you are getting like an emotional like fix, like you're really like pouring your heart into your moves and like really doing your thing and you're getting a workout at the same time. Do you get kind of like the same kind of, I guess, like, uh, you know, like kind of like, like refreshment, like, like kind of like you get kind of the same fix from like dancing and getting your emotions out like in a dance or is that like not a thing? Yeah. So definitely. I think that like my lifestyle is very stressful. Um, yeah. Like running your own company is, is, I mean, there's no other way to put it than it's stressful. It's amazing, but very stressful. Um, and then just like being in school on top of that is a lot. And then like owning your own house and, you know, being a dog mom and all this and, other crazy and, stuff. And all at on. the age of 24. Yeah. And so it's a lot. And dance is my like, ulti- I saw a video of me dancing the other day and I was like, wow, I'm like never looked happier. I'm like live in my prime stress relieved and like endorphins are at all time high moment. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And honestly, that's like healthy to hear. You know, like you're not out like fucking like scoring bullshit or whatever, (laughs) whacking up some bullshit, right? Like you're getting your fix, like like healthily and like and like fun. Like you love what you're doing. You know, like honestly, that just sounds like dancing. Like sounds like when you're doing it like that, it sounds like a blast. You know. My uh, my father-in-law is so my wife is European. Oh yeah, yeah. So my wife is my wife is European, right? And she's from Albania, right? So uh, we went back to Albania a couple of years ago for a wedding, and when we were there, we were doing like I like I, I'm a big history guy, 
So like, I love to see like all the history. So we were going to like these different museums and things like that. And we were at a museum, right? And in the museum, they were playing a video of like this authentic Albanian dancing, right? And like, they're in like the garb and everything like that. And the video was of her dad dancing. And like, we went like, like, you know, like they'll like, you know, like do like the whole dad thing. Like, oh, dad, you're so corny. Like, you know, like all the time. But as soon as they saw that video, her, my wife and her brother are both like, that's our fucking dad. You know, like they're very proud of that. And then like they told the museum curator and the museum curator was like, there's like, that, they're like, that's your father. And they're like, yeah. And they're like, he's the number one dancer in Albania. Right. <laughs> so his like his dancing it, it, and like in Albania, you would love this. So if you ever get invited to an Albanian wedding, you need to go because it's dancing nonstop. It's all dancing <laughs> all the time. Like at, at, so for the rehearsal dinner for my wedding, we, we were at a resort and we did the rehearsal dinner on the beach and in Albania, they do weddings where like everyone holds hands in a circle and you dance together in like a circle to the beat and we're doing it on the beach. I'm telling you dancing all night. It was so much fun, but I'm saying in Albania, dancing is huge. So he's like, you know, ha him being like the number one dancer in Albania, it's very cool to see like, you know, dancing, transcend. I don't know where I was going that, but yeah. Well, considering so. how close you guys live to lyrics, I feel like he has to go out there one night and just like let everyone know the old man still got it, you know? Dude, I'll tell you, I'll <laughs> I will tell you this, like when we we're at like, like weddings or like events, like even like, I remember like we, I went to meet like her family in Connecticut one time and like we had like this really big, like nice dinner and then they just all, everyone starts dancing. <laughs> When that happens, he fucking takes over, right? Yeah. Like he's it's all right, the dog can bark. Is he's doing like he's I remember like he's doing like one-handed flips, right? Like someone's holding his hand and he does like a flip there right into another dance. He's dancing the whole time, right? Like dancing's no joke. Cause it it's almost like it used to be like almost like a form of combat back in the day, right? Yeah. Where it's like two villages would come together and you know, if you had the best dancers, it was like a it was like a thing of pride. That's how the Cold War was won. Yeah, and that's how we won it. We outdanced them, baby. Sylvester Stallone <laughs> and outdancing. So, okay. So, we're coming to the top of time. I know we went over time, but this has been, like, Brianna, like, this has been so awesome. I can't thank you enough for coming on. This episode, yeah. like, lived up to all our expectations. It was so much fun. It was great having you on, right? And, like, like it was a pleasure talking to you and getting your story. And, honestly, me and Peter are usually on the same page with this. But we would love to have you back on if you'd be willing to come back on the show. Anytime. Anytime you guys want to talk about dance. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Like, that's the thing. Is like, I, I, uh, I love the dance talk, but I almost feel like we didn't go into the, to, to the, to the re-urban it enough. I think we covered it. But it's like uh, the, the dancing thing is just so fascinating. I had never heard it. But then the, the re-urban it was also great, too. So uh, there's a lot we didn't cover. So if, if there wants to be a second episode, I – I'm, I'm completely on board. <laughs> All right. So we're coming to the top of time. Uh, this has been just another great show. And I know me and Pete, we can't wait to have you back on. But before we take off, Brianna, is there anything you want to say to the fans before we get out of here? Um, thanks for listening. And I would love to meet you at Reurban if you want to come say hi and talk about any of the stuff that we talked about today. Yeah. And tell them the, the gang from the Worker Texas podcast sent you and she'll hook you up with the same deal she gives everybody else every time. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Party Boy Pete, before we uh, take off, anything you want to say to the dozens and dozens of Working Perspectives podcast listeners? 
Just want to point out again that Brianna was smart and did community college first to save those first couple of years of big bills. I'm a big fan of community college. Smart move. Smart move. All right. So this has been another episode of the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied by party boy Pete McCormick. And our guest today was the one and only Brianna Hitchens. You can find us on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. And if you would like to be a guest on the show, you can email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com. And if you want to hang out with us on the socials, you can hit us up at Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast. And then follow us on the Twitter and the TikTok at Working Pod. All right, this has been another episode. Stick around for the ad read. Thanks. See ya. It's our objective to be effective by voice in societies. Working perspectives. Exploring your day and how you get paid. Launching a new episode every Tuesday. Yeah.